When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There it is. The red light is on, and that means we are live. We have a lot to get into today once again because the boys are back, and not to be conspicuous by his absence, but Brian H. once again on the road. But nevertheless, the brothers are here, and we have so much to get into. We are officially on the road to SummerSlam. It's not showtime yet. It's not showtime yet. Hold on. No, it's not. Go ahead. Take your time. Oh, oh, oh. oh there it is. I'm ready. Bam. See that right there? Brother, he was transformed. The glasses are on. It's nothing else left to do but start the That's intro. Right. Let's get it. Wrestling Now podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Now, you can watch all of our Wrestling Rum content anytime on youtube.com slash the Wrestling Rum. I am your host, yours truly, the realness himself, the real Dwayne Allen. He is your host, brother Hugh, has the third H to the A to the S, T to the H to the E, three to the R, to the D, three D, let's get it, in the building. And he is your host, the belt king himself, Brandon, the guy, guy, the man who single-handedly took on the world of wrestling belts. Sorry, I went to a whole different spiel. You can follow us on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Wrestling Rum. That's two W's. Spell Rum with a W. Like, subscribe, and engage in a conversation with us. You can also stream and download all of our audio content on Anchor, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. That's a lot, isn't it? Wow. Yep. Look, brother Brand is trolling already. You can watch us and subscribe to our Twitch channel at the Wrestling Realm. Now, don't now, as I as I get past brother Brandon trolling. If you don't if you don't want to be a troll like brother Brandon, head over to WrestleRealm.com and pick up your very own Wrestling Realm T-shirts. We have all of our merchandise available right now, including our very famous proud wrestling fan T-shirt. That's right. I'm talking to all you closet wrestling fans out there, those who are ashamed to admit that you watch wrestling and you watch wrestling proudly. But guess what? We're proud. Say it loud. You're a wrestling rum fan and proud. See how I did that? That worked. Wrestling uh, that, was cool. that was cool. That was smooth, wasn't it? That was good. Yep. See, right, see smooth, Brian, right, Brian H isn't here, so you know I, we get into trouble when he like he's there's no decorum. Decorum, yeah. please. Like way back. <laughs> WrestleRum.com <laughs> for all our wrestling rum merchandise. Also, subscribe to our Patreon channel. That's right, for all exclusive shows and bonus material. Patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. We have shows like Brian and Just Thoughts. We have a lot of writing. We have even quite a few stories on there that we can't tell on the air. So you can subscribe for just as low as $1. 
but that is patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. That's for all exclusive shows and bonus material. Trust me, we're going to there's, there's going to be a lot more stuff on there. We're just trying to navigate do some things as we continue to grow and you know do our natural brand expansion. Also, it's the summertime, so that means there's live shows, there's live concerts, there's live events everywhere. And if you're looking to purchase tickets to concerts, those live shows, sporting events, and much more, head over to SeatGeek.com where you can use promo code. Wrestling Realm for any first time purchase and get $20 off. That's right. We have a promo code. So shout out to SeatGeek. I think we just got a deposit into our account today, boys. That's right. Somebody used the promo code Wrestling Realm. And, I, and I'm sure they saved $20 off their purchase. And the way ticket prices are, especially if you want good seats at these shows, especially during the summertime, you want as much money off as possible. So head over to SeatGeek.com. You use promo code Wrestling Realm for any one-time purchase and get $20 off that purchase yeah, see what I did there. I see. I see For those that do not know, on Tuesdays we have championship culture featuring Brandon, the guy, guy. If you don't, there he is. Hold on, there it is, right there. The belt king himself. He had to throw it over his shoulder. If you don't know what championship, if you don't know what championship culture is by now, brother Brandon, tell the people exactly what you do. Excellent. Oh man, if you tune in every Tuesday to the Wrestling Round Presents Championship Culture, where every belt has a story. And last night, we took a dive into <laughs> that age old question Does size matter? After you watch this show, go over to the Championship Culture. It actually has its own playlist. You can see this belt being featured on last night's episode. Just to give you a little snippet, four millimeter, baby. Size does matter. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Check it out. Every other episode of Wrestling Realm where we dive into things like, does the strap matter? Who wore that? You name it, we talk about it. All things belt, because every belt has a story. Can't wait to hear yours. Back to you, the realness. That was like the most perfect news correspondent feature I've ever heard, man. This is why you're the guy. But definitely you know, head over. Right, no, but listen. Woo, look at that. First, look at that baby. First, first of all, that Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship is a beauty. Uh, yes, you, might, you might tell me people where you got that from who was are we are we not letting are you do you let your secrets out i don't know if that's part of the culture yeah so this movies? was actually made by a third party well not a third party overseas maker and mm-hmm. i got it on the sale price this belt probably should cost closer to 300 i got it on sale um they were selling all of their four millimeter belts for only 200 bucks so it was a really good mm-hmm. deal and i don't know if you can see the details if you check out the episode of championship culture i mm-hmm. showed some of the feature pictures in depth and I'm just trying to point out the flags at the top. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can see the actual details of it. And even look, look at that top. The one you see what's up there. See, see the wings. That oh, yeah. thing, that thing is a beauty. So I, like, I love. I like, you know. I like the wings on that. I like the. That's a very different. Like it's a very stronger looking wing winging expansion. I don't know what you call it. You know what I mean? When when the when when eagles naturally spread their wings. But I like. I actually like the way that design looks on. Uh, on that particular title, that was that that title was very special to us because that was also, you know, that was during an era that we got a chance to really embrace Ring of Honor because they mm-hmm. at once were purchased by Sinclair Broadcast and they were in our backyard. But if you want to continue this conversation, please, you never know, maybe live, it may be taped in a, it, it may be live and in person, like, like you guys were just two weeks ago at Monday Night Raw, where championship culture is really taking over the belt community. If you are a belt collector, if you are an aficionado, if you're just an overall fan about championship belts, and as a wrestler fan, you get a chance to be 
who you've always wanted to be by expressing yourself through championship belts. Championship culture is the place to be. So if you go to youtube.com slash the wrestling realm, there's a playlist, championship culture. Check out the shows featuring by the brand and executive produced by the man himself, H to the A to the S, T to the H to the E, three to the R to the D. Has a third. You guys do an excellent job, man. But good brothers, we are here today. And it's time to start the goddamn show. And usually this is the part we ring the bell, but I don't have the ring the bell sound effect. So we're just going to blow the air horn real quick. There it is. Let's blow the air horn real quick. Because I was like, we don't have the ring the bell. No, it's okay. It's just a change of pace. I feel like we are in a club or something. No, it's okay. This is a. Don't worry. You'll be in the middle of the club next week because, you know, next week. It's going to be a party. We're not Big going to make the announcement party. just yet, but guess what? The Wrestling Realm Podcast, Wrestling Realm Now Podcast Party returns next week, and we will have a very, very special guest joining us. Who will it be? You're going to have to wait and find out. I think we'll announce it what, later this week. I don't know. Maybe so. Later this week. But trust me, it's going to be a party, as it always is. Brother, he had the music at his head, so... Like I said, the Wrestling Rum That Podcast Party returns. You you know what we do? We uh we take we take we take a step into club intellect. You know what I'm saying? We put on our dancing shoes and we just enjoy our guests and have a good time. But tonight we're gonna have a good time as well, is because we are on the road to SummerSlam. Now usually we don't talk about SummerSlam in the same manner that we talk about WrestleMania. But the way Triple H has been doing things and the way they have been uh just putting an emphasis on SummerSlam kind of being the biggest party of the summer. At one point, that was the the slogan for the pay per view. We are here to talk about this road because there's a lot of things happening up to SummerSlam and there's a lot of things that are probably going to happen from SummerSlam. But this is a very pivotal point in the season of professional wrestling, even though wrestling doesn't have a season. But before we get into that, gentlemen, what did you watch this week? Hold on. Do we have that video up here? Nope. Is it on here? Nope. I don't see it. I don't think we have that. (laughs) Wait a minute. No, I don't. I don't see it. Do you see it? Hold on. No, I don't see it. Wait. Wait. There it is. Bam. Hit it. You had it. What did you guys get into this week? There's a lot going on. And I spent most of my weekend, you know, checking out the ladies at a uh, WFA mm-hmm. playoff time. But um, I tapped into uh, Dark Side of the Ring again. You know how I am. I love those oh, yes. stories. You and that Dark Side of the Ring, man. They're captivating. They're captivating stories, man. bro. Bro, it's hard. It's it's hard for me to get into Dark Side of the Ring. I didn't really know too much about Adrian Adonis before mm-hmm. my time, but uh learned a lot about him and learned a lot about his troubles during that time too. And it's just it's it's a tragedy. Let's put it that way. It's just sad that you know the backstories and of everything that's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything is not all hunky dory as they would say, you know, in the wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. So it's just different. It's different. That's the only way I can explain it, man. It's sad. But it's a good show though. Still a good show. It's it's very thorough. That's one thing yeah. that they do. And and one of the things that I noticed about Dark Side of the Ring and like A and E, they kind of like they're uncuffed by the WWE uh, yep. public relations like boundaries. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They kind of go there and they tap on the things that they may be a little taboo, they may be a little edgy, but are very very real. You know, so it's it's you know it's it's eye opening. And yeah, I like I said, it is sometimes what we enjoy the most. A lot of people sacrificed and and they suffered for it, you know. But you know, it's 
Whew, dark side of the ring, I tell you that. <laughs> How about you, brother Brandon? What did you get into this week, sir? So I'm gonna surprise you when I say this. I'm intrigued. I'm watching, I'm watching my new favorite show, and I wouldn't think that I would say this, and I'm happy I can actually say. I think I found a new favorite show. I just hope it don't let me down. Hmm. Hold, hold on, wait a minute. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. What did he just say? I said AEW Collision. Are you? Are you? Hold on. You just there. You go. Hold on. Come on. Wow. I had I had to give you a round of applause for that one. So because I'm sitting I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. I thought I was the only one that was hopping on the, the AEW train at this point. AEW no, Collision. Collision is it feels like a different show than Dynamite. It okay. feels like a different show than Rampage. Mm-hmm. We got to see Julia Hart wrestle, which was probably the slowest match. But the fact that we got to see her wrestle and not just be a valet in the Dark Order. I mean, not the Dark Order. I'm sorry, the House of Black. Mm-hmm. I was I was impressed. And when I tell you, give me FTR and Bullet Club Global every Saturday, I'm okay with it. I didn't oh, think wow. that I didn't think that FTR would have a bad match. I just didn't I didn't expect anything, but it mm-hmm. exceeded those expectations. You know, and yeah. Some uh, you will laugh when I say this. Samoa Joe tried his best to curry punk. It just still didn't feel the same. But I'm okay with it on the show because we had to have it. It got it out. You know, it's a ratings grab. And mm-hmm. he paid tribute to them. But every time Samoa Joe do that walk away, I crack up laughing because I'm like he it never gets old. More often, but it doesn't get old to me. It's like right. that's one of his moves of doom. You know how they say the five moves of doom? And oh, yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs come back, seeing um, Scorpio Sky. Yeah, he made his return too. Even with him and Action Andretti and them roughs at MCW, I was like, oh, this is a nice, it was a nice feel. It felt like almost to the point of the TNA, I'm excited to watch it because they're trying to further some stories through the wrestling. And you can see it's actually paying off week to week, especially how they start in the show. I'm always a sucker for those. Yeah, me and Dwayne Allen, we're going to go out here. We're going to turn it up. We're going to this is that. And then have the other team. Yeah, they think they're going to get us. And then it's like, oh, you know how it, it starts and it feels like not just, oh, let's hear the music. Somebody go to the ring. Welcome to whatever, whatever. I'm going to say happy-go-lucky promo or I hate this city. Y'all are trash. It gives you a different feel. It broke up mm-hmm. the monotony of what we've been fed with lately and i'm i, I want to see if they can do it a third time i can't wait to see saturday what's going to happen now the only thing i think is going to bring down saturday mm-hmm. is we got collision then battle of the belts okay back to back so i'm yeah. just a little nervous it might be too oversaturated but we shall see all of y'all sipping this syrupy kool-aid wow Have you see, bro- brother he's not a believer just yet they'll imagine not yet. Builder. I'm Go standing in line FTR trying match. to decide whether or not to buy a ticket to jump on the train. Go watch okay. the F- you watch the FTR match, you're gonna jump on the train. Well let's well let's talk about it, brother Hugh. This is this is you know, you know, we this is what we do, right? So here's here's the thing, and I think what brother Brandon is uh based on what I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, brother Brandon, is that I think the biggest concerns that we had about AEW and their presentation and a, a lot of a, a lot of different elements that we liked that we were c- kind of complained about or felt like they had too much money not to do these things it almost seemed lazy right right, right. and the, the reality is we're, we're seeing a lot of those changes and it's like well at, at least he's putting forth an effort uh i know i know last week i pretty much had said you know what i'm i'm 
I'm, I'm able to to enjoy AEW for what it is. And then later in the week, uh, I believe Brother Brandon had kind of mentioned, he said, you know what? I, I had to lower my expectations for it is because they, they got it so hype. You know what I mean? They got it like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a big thing. And it was all this money involved and it's such a big platform and a big TV deal. And it's like, ah, this is falling flat. And I still think some of some of AEW's most creative stuff they gave us was during the pandemic. You know, right. at um at uh what was the at, was the Daily's place? Is that the name of the uh the place in Jacksonville? I think so. Is it Daily's or Bailey's? Is it Daily's or Bailey's? I think, I think it's Daily's. Daily's place. I thought I think it's yeah. Daily's place. But yeah, but uh brother Hugh, this is what we're starting to see. We're also seeing also mm-hmm. an influx of talent, you know what I mean? So, you know, familiar faces like I don't want to say it seems like we're putting a lot of sports entertainment, but it's you, there's a trend right. of certain people that you see on the same show. You know what I mean? And we've always wanted AEW to kind of pick its identity. Like, what are you going to be? Are you going to be sports entertainment or are you going to be, you know, straight in-ring focus because that's what the heck we do? Thank you, Dylan. Dylan Matthews is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Always, always, always. Uh, and I can say that one of the best things that AEW got I don't know why this gimmick is working so well. Mm-hmm. Christian Cage and Luchasaurus and Christian with that, even in a promo, he's holding the belt like it's his. That is just awesome. And I'm like, this man yeah. is really selling this right now. At, at one point, I thought he I said, wait a minute. I don't remember him winning the title, but it's Christian Cage <laughs> being Christian Cage. He came to the ring. His, when they did that interview, was it last week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he came to the ring. Hold the bell like it was his. And Luchasaurus was just walking behind him. And it was Christian's music. I said, they're all in. I said, I never let him lose. Them. If this is what it's going to take to get a TNT title over, back to where it was when Miro had it. Let's do it. Keep Let's going. Do it. Keep going. Right. So we say all that to say this, Brother Hugh. Just give mm-hmm. it some time. Just give it oh, some yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Give I'm, not, I'm, I'm paying attention now. At least that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Before, I wouldn't even look at it. But now, you know, I'm paying attention now. And that's always the first step. I can't be mad at that. I mean, that's that's the least we can ask at the end of the day, right? At least say, okay, just give because I had to do the same thing. But uh, like I say, with the influx of talent, it seems like there's a certain type of guys that they're putting on these Saturdays. Now, as much as we join, I you know, I always enjoy wrestling on Saturdays. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of suffering TV wise because Saturday's usually not a the best time to put any type of wrestling on TV. Like you don't Saturday Fridays and Saturdays are known as death slots in the TV worlds because right. They don't usually primarily, uh, you know, draw big ratings because people are usually more active on Saturdays. But with that being said, it also it seems like a prime opportunity is because think about it, it's nothing else on TV on Saturdays. It's usually, nothing else at all. You know, and the, and the wrestling community is rather large, so why not? You know, see, you can try to get more eyeballs to the product. And don't get me wrong, like you know, we saw it on TBS. We watch, you know, a six oh five. You know, <laughs> WCW right. Daddy. Mm-hmm. They will throw up on 6.05 Eastern time, if you will, on TBS. So it's not like wrestling <laughs> hasn't been successful on Saturdays, but you know, AEW take a stand of it. But so we just, you know, we're trying to give it a chance. Like I said, mm-hmm. my attitude is a little bit different towards it. But uh, speaking of AEW, something I noticed, Brian Pillman Jr. Ooh. AEW seems to have let his contract expire, brothers. Hold on. Let me, let me just, this is the part where it gets real suspenseful. Hold on. So let me say it again. Brian Pillman. Contract ran out. Here it comes. There it is. See, that was appropriate, wasn't it? By the way, I'm loving I'm loving how the overlay still says Brian H. Waters with Brother Brandon up there in the corner. He's Brian H. for the night. Right. That's perfect. It's perfect. No, it's perfect. So uh, but Brian Brian Pillman Jr. was somebody 
you know, he had he was in a tag team at one point, Varsity Blondes. It seems like he could never get himself completely going in AEW. Now, I don't really blame him, and I don't blame AEW either. Because, see, look, I'm being fair now. Is because he was a, a lot of those early guys that came along are guys that kind of got caught up in the transition of what AEW was trying to figure out who they were going to be. That makes mm-hmm. sense. And, and you know, he kind of you could tell there was something there, but I was like, man, he's the guy that I think would do very well in NXT. NXT is a smaller space. NXT is a small space with a big audience, and that's almost like that's what you want when, when you're creating new stars. That's like how uh, top top notch independent programs used to be. That's how Ring of Honor used to be before they they were brought out by by Tony Khan. So it's like he was one person that we mentioned months ago like i don't remember how, it might have been a, it might have been years ago i don't remember but i remember it was a while ago we were like man i'd like to see brian Pillman jr in nxt to kind of get that run and get that you know that Shawn michaels and triple h uh triple h rub to get an opportunity because i think there's a lot there but you also need time and aw has like fifty thousand superstars right. on the roster right they have they only have a handful of time as far as tv and storylines and he just never really you know he kind of got lost in the shuffle but uh, you know I, I, I think it was with him mm-hmm. i think it was his look because we know hmm. who Brian Pillman was. He never really, like, if Curtis Axel or Michael McGillicuddy came out saying, I'm Mr. Excellence, you know, or trying to make reference to Better Mr. than perfect. perfect, it probably wouldn't have worked. I mean, you see how they kept trying to repackage him and give him a different look. But every time I looked at Brian Pillman Jr., I felt like, are you trying to, like, I think it was the hair, the look, everything. I was like, who is he? Is he just. It's something like David Boy Smith Jr. Like when you get stuck in that, a real wrestling fan, and that's what AEW fan base is. Mm-hmm. That's probably what they're expecting. You put them in a tag team, and let's be honest, what were the varsity blondes? They were jocks wearing jackets. It was varsity, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then when, when Julia left them, it was like, all right, so what are y'all? So right. him being let go, I think this will probably be kind of like how, at least when the North were a tag team and um, Impact and mm-hmm. Josh Alexander Steve and what you call it went to AEW. They yeah. were two separate entities. Ethan, that, Ethan know, Page. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan, you totally forgot that they were a tag team because they are their I, own individual. I literally he forgot to you said something. I forgot he yeah. I forgot he was in Impact. <laughs> but think about that. Now they're two separate entities. Mm-hmm. And would you really want to see like Kenny go? It's something there in the ring. It's just I think a new look, a new he ain't got to go through like a Drew McIntyre change where he bulks up. Be him, but just give us a different look. Cut your hair, be something different, so that way you look like you are different, a different person. And you know you don't have to be. Look at Scotty Too Hardy. He was never Jerry the King while it was fun until they mentioned it. He yeah, didn't try to be his dad. He was he was himself. That's Grandmaster Sexay. I'm sorry, Grandmaster Sexay. Garvis, you know, rest his soul. I'm sorry. Um, you know what I meant. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's. I think everything. Everything you said uh, makes a valid point. And uh, I guess my question now is: Do you guys think that uh, you mentioned changing his look? And I'm saying to myself, okay. Well, he as of right now, you look. You look at it. How Brian Pillman Jr. is? He looks like he, his dad did early WCW. Uh, like he's flying Brian Pillman. You know right. what I mean? Now, I, I my, my god brother was obsessed with flying Brian Pillman, and and I wasn't. I knew Brian Pillman from. 96 97 ish Brian Pillman, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, like it's it's if he decides to change his look and he decides to go for a more older look of his father, because I don't think he I don't think he had a chance to really know his father. Uh, 
would you guys be okay with that? You know, if you kind of had a, you know, kind of a hair kind of more relaxed and kind of wavy and kind of a five o'clock shadow ish and, you know, kind of kind of dressed like a uh, rock hard juice Robinson with his leather vests and rainbow tie dye t shirts as a tribute to his father? Or would you prefer him kind of go and be something fresh and completely different? I mean, I would love for him to do something different always. Um, but if you have something like what your father had, sure. you can kind of follow in his footsteps and just kind of give it your own taste. Now, there if you go. able to do that, then I, I think it would be great. I mean, I we saw it with LeBron, right? Yeah. It worked for him. Absolutely. Now, if you can do that, I mean, that's, that's some tough steps to, to, to take, though. But uh, if he can do something like that and just kind of put his own flavor to it and get over with the crowd, mm-hmm. I'm with it. I'm with it. Do you guys want to see him at NXT? Yes. Why not? Okay. I was about yeah. to ask. What, what's I the, just hope you don't get a weird name. Yeah. Like, I hope you don't get a weird name like Maxwell Johnson or something. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, it'll be something crazy or like, you know, I don't hope you don't get a weird like name that's not relatable because let's be honest, that's that's the biggest issue with NXT. There's so many names. You're like, what? Where did you get these names from? Like, it's no. I don't want to say normal. But like. We don't get a Chad Gable anymore. We get a Chad Smirnoff. You're like, who is this person? Who is that? I mean, I I mean let's not forget he was he was Shorty G at one point. They tried right. it at, at Vince McMahon sauce. I mean, uh, he was name should not be mentioned because every time we mention his name, we have technical <laughs> difficulties. You think they would actually change his name though? Well, see, I don't see that's here, here's the thing. As here, here's what I'm curious about is because because Triple H and Shawn Michaels are kind of running the show, they have not necessarily shied away from the, you know, the second and third generation superstars. Right. But they but they have given them different names. So like look at Braun Breaker. He's not Braun Steiner, which still right. would have been a cool name. You know what I mean? Right, right. He's but at the same right, Alba Rain. Like she's, you know, clearly the right. Alba Johnson. She, what is she gonna be the pebble? Right. She could be Ava Ava Johnson. She's she's completely different character, you know what I mean? But they they right. They, it's not like they don't mention that she's the Rock's daughter every once in a while. So, I don't know. It's a good question, man. He said not but, even Chad Grey Goose. <laughs> Dylan no, is crazy. that's terrible. Wow, that's, that's, <laughs> Chad Grey Goose. That's, that's Dylan. Shout out, shout out to Chad Gable. He's doing wonderful things right now. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I like Chad Gable. Thank uh, you. But, uh, thank you. But right. also, Kota <laughs> so Co- Ibushi. See, I'm, I'm, showing, I'm showing AEW plenty of love as we start the show. Kota Ibushi love. shows up. To join the elite, the golden elite is 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 once again united to take place in the. Uh, dang it! What's the, what's the thing they have? They call it. It's like they're. Cuts. So that, it's, is okay, it in so Chicago? <laughs> I, I hope not. No, wherever, wherever <laughs> all. No, is it? Is this show? Is this a show that's supposed to be in Wembley? I think I think so, isn't it? I all in, right? Blood and guts. I don't know. It's it is blood and guts. It's it's uh it's them versus, um. Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. There you go, the the Blackpool Combat Club, and they, and they they finally got their fourth. They got Kota Ibushi, you know Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega have a lot a long long history with each other. But how do you is is I'm I I get confused about Kota Ibushi sometimes. Is because it seems like he kind of wants to venture off to the states and do something bigger, but every time they try to get him to a contract, he goes, "Oh no, I want to put Japan on the map." You know what I mean? So. I'm happy to see him, but it's nice to see Kota. But Kota Ibushi was one of the the pillars of New Japan, especially during the era when I was really, really getting into it. Like I said, that 15, 16, um, 17, 18 era. So Kota Ibushi is a definitely huge part. So it's always good to see him on American television. But that's one of the best things about what AEW provides, especially now is before we had to kind of go to these shows and get them on DVDs. 
we get it on mainstream television. So that's always a positive. So anytime we get that, I'm I'm okay with it. Once again, thank you, Tony Khan. Shout out. I'm giving AEW a lot of praise. And this is you, you see this going on right now? It's a, it's a, it's a it is a lot. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. All right. I'm still confused why Jay White's in a tag team, but it's okay because because uh, I like I like Juice Robinson. That's my guy. We're not. I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna get into it. We don't care. <laughs> but you know, okay. no, nah, it's it's okay. That's that's kind of what we got into. And and I I you know follow suit with uh what I what I watch. So I, I was in the middle of all it too. But gentlemen, we we are here to start the show. Uh, in a way that we usually do. You know, we give people credit where credit is due. Recently, we have reached the one-year mark with Triple H as the head of creative. Like this is the time to sit there and just say, let's let's reflect on all the Triple H does. First of all, it was a whirlwind how we got here in the first place, and man, it it has revitalized us. It's got Brandon out of hiding. He's got his own show now. I know, right? He's gonna show with us every week. You know, remember when Brandon used to come on the show every once in a while? I'd be like, man, right. I, I don't know, man. I gotta work in the morning. I I'll see I what I can I do. Like it, right? And I was like, and I was like, hey, man, I get it because we run late. We burn the midnight oil, and now Triple H has re- reinvigorated this guy's. Uh, passion for professional wrestling, the thing we all grew up on, the thing that we love, the thing we enjoy, the thing we talk about. And once again, Triple H being in control is is probably 98% of those reasons. I don't know about you guys, but it didn't seem like it was a year. I said, man, it's a year already? It, it did. Let's, let's reflect where everybody was when when uh, <laughs> Triple, H, <laughs> Triple H first started sprinkling the dust. Man, I Brother got Brandon. blood pressure from that bad boy. All man, that damn going season Brother Hugh, brother Hugh, I think you and I did the first show, <laughs> right? Uh, fresh, fresh off the controversy. So how, how do you feel now, a year in, brother? Because I remember same situation. I think Brian this was on the road. He was uh, taking care of business or whatever, and I and I remember we had. Right. Uh, I think it was that first one, one of the first shows that we did where Triple H was like, you know, uh, he he whose name should not be mentioned because every time mm-hmm. he mentioned his name, we had technical difficulties, had retired. Yep. And then uh, we were just like, and I think we were so blown away by like that first show after that moment. <laughs> and and we were more than thrilled to talk about just just it seemed like a complete revamp. So like now what we're watching is what we consider the normal. But it's like before it was like man, the show seems so different. But how do you feel now a year later? Man, I'm loving it, man. Straight Mickey D's flow right now, baby. Man, I love it, man. Seriously, just the storylines—they're all captivating. They 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 keep you interested. Like you just never know what's going to happen next. They keep you on 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 your feet, on your toes, like. Man, it's, it's crazy. You just think about the bloodline by itself. I was about to say, man, it like it's That's a whole point, soap opera, bro. They talk about they should get an Emmy for that, and they're serious. They're like, no, nah, this this storyline is is, uh, is 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 Emmy worthy, right? So right. trust me, I, I trust you, brother. I, I know the feeling. How about you, brother Brandon? Like, what do you what are you thinking, man? Like, we're, we're a year in to the Triple H regime. This is with threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The most I've seen you engage in WWE programming in forever. <laughs> I know, right? You know what I mean? I'm going to say this. Three things that we've seen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a whole new main event scene. Mm-hmm. There's a whole new roster. 
and there's no repeat matches unless the story furthers it. Because Monday was the first time I'm like, are we really running this match back? But we only ran the match back as an advertising to further a storyline. And mm-hmm. I was okay with it. I'm like, because, you know, at one point, I think the wrestlers were even saying in their promo, we've wrestled you 16 weeks straight. Why are we doing it again? <laughs> I think it was like the New Day or something. I think it was Xavier Woods. But we definitely, 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 the main event scene is totally different because last year, going into SummerSlam, it was like, all right, who's Brock Lesnar going? Oh, yep, he's still Roman. I think three out of the six pay-per-views, that was our main event, wasn't it? Right. So it's like a whole new main event scene to the point it doesn't have to be who is that? What's up? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> if I was a betting man, it's got to be Brother Rush. I didn't mean to disrupt you. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to disrupt. I didn't listen. You want to roll? I didn't mean to disrupt. But I said, let me put this up here now because I'm like, I want people to see this. So it'd be funny if it was Emperor. Would that would that would that be nuts? That'd be crazy. I'm not betting on this. We had a whole new roster that. We have so many matchups that still feel fresh. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and under who name we shouldn't, I'm not bragging on, I'm not downing them, but mm-hmm. I think he lost touch because he focused more on the entertainment. I think yeah. Triple H has found a <clears throat> perfect balance of entertainment because now we got the IC champion that I feel like <clears throat> last year this time we only talked about one thing. Now we're talking about everything across the board. There is not one match with something that doesn't feel like who would have thought I would want to see Becky Lynch and Trish, EO in any match, um, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Still want to see Charlotte and Bianca and um, Oscar. That's four women's matches that I'm actually interested. Not even to mention the women's tag match that they're still pumping up because I want to see Chelsea Green and what you call it, get the belt so they can fight. Katana Charles and Kaden Carter. Like, who would have thought we would have had this many women's matches? That's like, well, dang, I care a lot more about those than not just the women's title. And it's it's crazy right now. So it's like, in a year, he's made you feel like I want to. I'm vested in more and more, not just I'm watching this because I have to. As I watch it because I want to. Like, I'm upset if I got something to do on Friday night. I'm like, oh, I want to see. The I know, man. I know, oh, man. I want to see as the bloodline turns. You know, you now go. on Monday, I'm like, I want to see Judgment Day. Like, I feel like that's the name of the, the episode now. Yeah. No, man, it's it's no, it's it's. I, I'm gonna cut you off, brother Hugh, but that's it's. Uh, I think that's the biggest point, man. It's uh, I think Triple H kind of found it's when 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 he was running NXT, right? We kind of graduated or gravitated. I mean, to the way he did things, even with his small amount of time that he had on Wednesdays, right? It's because it kind of, his way of telling stories, his way of making sure the presentation was there, his way of creating new talent and developing new stars in WWE, it was like, man, it just it just made sense. It seemed effortless. And to see him now on a bigger stage with all the entire roster, he has done things that we haven't seen anyone be successful at too much before. Like, for example, uh, we haven't seen anybody integrate NXT talent into the main roster seamlessly before. Like it, it, it was always like start from scratch, and it was like, well, what's the point of NXT? You know. But it's like now, it's like when you have somebody that's in charge that kind of gets it. Man, this is the most I 
NXT talent are looking to come up to the main roster now is because they know that who they are down there and their characters are not just going to be, well, I don't get it, so let's redo this over again. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of refreshing. It's because it shows the talent that they have. It's a, it's a continuation of what we fell in love it with. It doesn't feel like a punishment anymore. It doesn't yeah, feel like I got called up and what am I going to have to do now? And it's like I'm called not up. I'm called to Raw or SmackDown now. Yeah. Even to the point, look at the NXT Tag Team Champions. They felt like a big deal being mm-hmm. on SmackDown. And it was like, even when they took it to them, like, yeah, we want to fight. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and it was like, it felt like it's not a punishment anymore. Like, oh, God, what am I to do up there? I want to stay in NXT. I don't want to go. And I was like, okay, it's a it's a real transition. And and also vice versa. When, when, when talent gets kind of stale on the main roster or they don't have anything to do. And they and they still have something to offer. They can go down and start to develop and work with young talent and kind of get that exposure as well. Because NXT is not just about developing new people. It's just it's about developing talent. Period. Right. So like um, I think I just got word. I don't know if this is true or not, but I think they said Baron Corbin is officially on the NXT yeah. roster again. Yep. And then he had a whole promo on NXT saying like I I want to define my destiny. I don't want to keep doing what people want me to do. I I want to be in control. And I'm like, man, listen, if that's NXT is is a is a national brand, like it it has its own national day of television on Tuesdays. So it's like why why not take that platform to be important in a smaller venue rather than get lost in the shuffle on the big stage when you've already been there. You have nothing else to prove. Like 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 a guy like Baron Corbin is one of the, the biggest villains in all of professional wrestling. He's just annoying. Yes. He does his job yes. very well. Guys like Mustafa Ali, like you know what I mean? Like guys like like Wesley are losing. They don't have dance partners, a lot of them, right? Because at the end of the day, they have a lost touch with what wrestling is about. You gotta draw. You know what I mean? And I don't care what anybody says, familiar faces and familiar names always are going to draw. And you need those elements to help build new talent because nobody's going to care about two new talent going at it after a while. It's because they're like, well, why do I care to watch these new guys going at it? But if somebody you're familiar with, it's like, oh, wow, this is going to be good. You have a reason to kind of tune in. And and we're seeing that. And I think that Triple H has done an amazing job, especially with Shawn Michaels in charge and with, with, with main event players making their way back to NXT like in the original days. You know, because I, I remember in, when NXT first started, they didn't have an identity. CM Punk used to go down there and have matches with Seth Rollins, you know, tag partners at one point, and right, you know, and John you know that Cena was even went down there. John Cena and and even guys when they were called up, they were going back and forth. You know, they we still had a, when when the Shield debuted on the main roster, they were still in NXT. The Wyatt family, when the Wyatt family made their way to the to the main roster, they were still in NXT. So you know, and and then even guys like when when Rhino would turn when Rhino. He went one of my all-time favorites. When he returned to WWE, he returned to NXT. It's because he's a veteran presence that probably wouldn't have made that big of a splash on Raw SmackDown. Absolutely. He was, but he was a huge deal on NXT though. He was fresh off the Independence and Ring of Honor and the stuff he was doing with the rest of the guys, like um, with uh, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and you know all that that whole. To me, to me, that's the game train, the game changing class of NXT. You know, so. Along with you know Charlotte and and also Natalia, not hard. You know she pretty much made Charlotte. You know what I mean. And then you had Adrian Neville and Big E and so many and so many major players that come from NXT because it was done the correct way. So it's good to see, uh, just just the way the business is in shape. Like I trust what Shawn Michaels is doing, and I trust Triple H, and I trust that our favorites are not going to get lost on the shelf. We look at Tommaso Ciampa right, right now, right? Right. Watching him in the Miz, the Miz has gone back to being a serious character. I, I, I don't know what you guys, but I watched Raw and I and I was I had so much fun watching the Miz 
and Tommaso Ciampa feud. And I was like, bro, this is a main event feud. Like, I don't, this is, this is, this is where the mid card should be. It shouldn't be like, okay, you're the mid card because you're the mid card. It's like, no, you just, your, your top of the card should be so good that everything else above it seems smaller, but it doesn't have to be smaller. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Tommaso Ciampa's out almost nine months to a year, and yet they were able to pick up on their feud, their whole story. They kind of fast forward some things. You know, one minute they were best friends, and he, but Tommaso Ciampa came out first of all looking very jacked, very good, and you can still you can still tell he whose name should not be mentioned is because he made him dye his beard. See, if he wasn't around, he would have died. That beard would have had gray in it. That's the one reason I'm like I'm I'm kind of glad that uh the old time is still every has some type of influence because I hate I hate when guys go like bro, come on man, put the real game back in your beard, but. Tommaso Ciampa and Miz has been fun. And then you look at Bronson Reed. Bronson, I didn't get Bronson Reed at first. But then – Y'all don't – oh, come on. Come on. Call, but say, let, me say, let me say this about Miz before you go to Bronson Reed. Go ahead. Because I think it was the episode of Championship Culture about who wore it better. And the mm-hmm. Miz wore the white strap better. This is giving white strap Miz because that promo he cut and he said the last person to call me a coward isn't here anymore. I was like – that's oh, that triple. Okay. He let him there be the Miz that's going to get that heat. That now, even though Seth is the guy, the Judgment Day is doing something, Miz is going to say, "Don't forget, I'm still him." Well, going to remind us, I'm still him. Don't don't you forget it, because he got the moments. And now I was like, that felt like a white strap moment, you know. And I was like, go ahead, okay, Miz, but Bronzeri, I still don't, I still don't get him. Ooh, like I didn't get him in NXT. I well, didn't get him in New Japan. I felt like. I, I don't know. I want to hear what you think about him because what do you, what do you what do you think, brother? What's it? Are, are you are you pro Bronson Reed or not pro Bronson Reed? I like Bronson Reed. I mean, I like what he brings to the table. Uh, okay, very athletic, big man. Um, mm-hmm. He's okay on the mic. Sure, uh, he's, he's okay. He's good enough. But uh, I would like to see more from him. That's for sure. I'm just okay. not sure where you will put him right now. Like who you will put him with? Yeah, dance partner wise. Like his best chance was probably with uh, Bobby Lashley, but. That's not going to happen. That's just you know, Bingo. the shows, right? But, yeah, but Bobby makes you look good. Look what he did for Goldberg. Absolutely, he Goldberg he gave was, he gave Goldberg one of his best matches of his career. Yeah, and in that triple threat match, Bobby Lashley, I got to admit, he definitely carried that match. He made it like Bobby made him look good. So I'm just wondering, like, how many like Otis is a big guy that mm-hmm. has character. Bronson mm-hmm. Reed is supposed to be this menacing, scary big guy, but he's not. I can't, I can't buy into him, especially when he was losing. And it's like he comes out, oh look, the tsunami, and I'm like, I'm not excited. He's no. he's a he reminds me of a young combination of like a Vader and um, Bam Bam Bigelow, right? That's a good one. Ooh, yeah. Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow, and he's like, a, it's, it's like we we didn't see we we never saw Vader or Bam Bam Bigelow. When they were young, because you know, think about it, they they came up in territory days. So if you weren't watching those guys regionally, you didn't see those first five, six, seven years of their careers. You gotcha. know what I mean? Okay. Fair. So like, so when I look at a, a guy like Bronson Reed, I'm like, man, for a young dude, I see where they're going. At first, I didn't get him either. I didn't get him in NXT, and I didn't, it's same thing. I didn't get him as Big Jonah. And I was like, bro, what what exactly are you? He was he's a tweener, and that's the problem. He's tweening out, and it's like, bro, either you're gonna be like. So like in, in in one situation he's a monster, another situation he's got like sunglasses and a suit on. But I think Triple H is like he has this monster's ball in that uh, uh mentality. TNA did it very well. That's one of the things like I used to hate. I mean, there's brother Brandon. There's so much stuff that I I really enjoyed about TNA that I never admitted when it was out. 
I just would always be like, nah, that's dumb. But also, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Is TNA always had this monsters ball category, right? Where they would take all their monsters and they let them have monster matches. You know what I mean? So like, uh, Abyss was a guy that traveled from the main event to those type things. But then you had guys like Sabu, got guys like Rhino, and then you even threw like a Marcus Corvon or Monty Brown or even a crazy Jeff Hardy. And in the mix of these type of matches is because that's what they were do. They would do just to be monsters, come in, be destructive, and walk away. You know what I mean? And, and the way they book him is where he wins some and he loses some. So he can't win too much and gain momentum because now you got to push him, right? Like, yeah. And, the, and as you can see, they got too much time on their hands because they can't even push L.A. Knight because there's too many guys in line already. They have plans right. uh, They have plans already. So it's like if, if somebody gets over, you got to hold them. Like, oh, well, shoot, don't get over too fast. It's because we already got six months worth of, the, of, our, of plans to try to get this guy over, right? So he kind of wins, he kind of loses, but then if he loses, he's kind of a sore loser. And he seems like a guy that's like, I'm young and I'm slighted. So, you know, we don't know what his take is, but he always sticks his nose in businesses. He's always like literally the third wheel. He just comes out of nowhere and being destructive. And it's like, bro, what do you want? <laughs> so, like, what are, yeah, so, but, but I just think that we're just, we're just noticing him kind of getting his feet wet and just trying to show the world that he's like, yo, I'm not to be taken lightly. Big athletic guy. Like I say, he's not too tall. But he's kind of a, he's kind of got that bulldozing frame, so uh, I you know I, I think he'll he'll fill that guy. I don't I don't ever see him being a a good guy unless unless he gets over with the kids, you know what I mean. But that's that's that's, that's like somebody asking, well, what is Bam Bam Bigelow? You know what I mean? He was just he was a menacing big guy that was light on his feet, you know what I mean? And you know he had a very very unique look, you know. But and and I think Bronson Reed was different for the time. That's what I liked about it. It was like very unique for whoa, the for the age. Can- yeah. It made you pay attention to him, like, oh, he can actually. It was an entertaining wrestling match. You knew you wasn't going to get a sixty-man Iron Man match, but you were going to get a twenty-minute wow. That was actually a good match. Yeah, and and, and even even his match with uh, Lawrence Taylor at WrestleMania nine, as bad as that WrestleMania yeah. was, right. that's that's the one highlight that you usually talk about, right? Yeah, talk about Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow. So it's like, you know, it's like I said, if we're in the infancy of what he will probably become in the next probably 10 to 15 years, you know, God willing, his career lasts that long. I don't know how he, I think he's relatively young. So, but you know, we'll see, but he's getting an opportunity that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise. If uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, yeah, if Triple H and Shawn Michaels weren't running the show, you know what I mean? So, so like I say, it's, it's, I I know we have, uh, there's been so many moments in the last year. There's so many that we can name. Does anybody have a favorite moment since Triple H has kind of been in charge of everything? I mean, there's this, it's, it's endless. Like, it's, it's, there's so many different things. It's like, and, and sometimes the lines are blurred where you can't tell which was what. But, wow. I, yeah, would, I, would, say, I would say, for me, mm-hmm. I don't care what y'all think. It's with Dolph Ziggler won the NXT title. So, no, that's what yeah, I mean. I, I'm, I'm okay with that, man. I'm just saying. Because because Shawn, Shawn Michaels himself called him down and said, "Bro, I need you down here working my guys." That's my Shawn Michaels deep voice. <laughs> That's the best I could do. Uh uh uh. Well, hey, you, know Nick, moment, you know what my that? favorite moment is? What's that? That World Heavyweight Championship. Okay, there you go. That's a good oh, one. See, look, there's so many moments, man. Yes, but you know what? And the crazy part is, and the part that I hated the most, mm-hmm. because it still messes with me to this day, mm-hmm. is the white rabbit stuff. Because now I can't even watch <laughs> Raw or SmackDown without looking in the background, Bro. trying to figure out why the white rabbit behind him. Oh, my God. What's that? Is that a QR code? 
Why are they arguing in the back? I swear, that white rabbit stuff has messed with my mind so much that I cannot just watch a segment. I be looking at the corner like, ooh, look, the curtain's blowing. <laughs> is something about to happen? Oh, my God, why is this person out here? Even when we had the show, who will tell you? I'm looking around like this. What's going to happen? Why are these people running around? What's going on? Who's coming down? What's about to happen? I, I can only playing? I can only imagine you doing the commercial breaks where it's like it gets dim and they show the again <laughs> show the screen. You're probably like, wait, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, hey, Brandon, remember when uh when the lights got dim and then you heard that real loud banging sound <laughs> on the sound? Like, and everybody what's jumped and was like, oh my god, what's what's this? What's this? It was nothing. Said, what is happening here? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and everybody was like, I was like, but wait a minute. Then I saw looking the other way. I said, they always say to look that way because they're doing something this way. I was right, like, right. What, what's happening? I said, who's what's going on? But I can say. And I'm saying that because we remember we were all down all kind of rabbit holes. Literally Bro, tell me about it. It was, was like, crazy. oh look, there's a ladder in the background. Maybe that means Bray Wyatt needs to get out of the hole. We were just making up all kinds of stuff. Bro, all kinds of <laughs> if that weren't even there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because like, I, I, re I remember that first that first week back we watched we watched Raw and it was like car crashes going on behind the scenes. Uh, remember the like, hand showed up. Right, the hand freaking showed up, and, and it was yeah. QR codes everywhere. We were like, "Bro, what People in the world?" People doing promos, and it's a QR code right here. I'm like, "Why?" Acting like they don't see like it, this? right? And it's just like, man, it's and, I, and it's it, what it did was it it pretty much got us reprogrammed, where it's like you just can't miss anything because it was coming predictable. But like I said, it was kind of carny. It was like, look, that's just it's it's a show. Let's let's put on the best show tonight but and move on next time. He got to the live events because remember we start seeing videos on Twitter of this going on at the arena, this going. I'm like, what are yeah, we missing here? Started playing and this? all that. Yep. I mean, people were people were getting uh, clues on their cars in the parking lots. Yeah, they were getting the uh, locations and, said, and right, stuff. They uh, they play a white rabbit. That was the in the Matrix thing. I said, like, are these connected? Where's that next clue? I was like, what am I missing here? I was all kinds of rabbit holes. It, as as much as it felt flat after a while, the return of the fiend was insane. Awesome, the friend, awesome. the, I guess, I guess Bray Wyatt, I guess you can't call him a fiend, but that 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 was insane. It was fun. It was it was like it's it's I I don't know if it was intentional or not, but if there was ever something to kind of pull us back in, you know, Bray Wyatt's return had a lot. Because first of all, it was the impossible. Everybody's talking about Bray Wyatt. First of all, when he got cut and the rumors and the money and all that kind of stuff. So when he came back, it was almost as important as a. Uh, when CM Punk came back, seeing CM Punk came back, it was such a special moment. Like I, you know, I I'll never take that away from them at all. And like we kind of had that with Bray Wyatt, you know what I mean? And and it's just, you know, look back at it, hindsight being twenty twenty, maybe Triple H gave him too much creative control, but you know, uh, kind of booked himself into a corner. But man, it's it's, it's been now, a ton of. Mm -hmm. No, you good? My bad. I now go ahead. No, I was. I, I was, was going to say. I was about to say, how how is he going to be perceived when he returns? Because, you know, the rumors are out there now that he might be returning real soon. Well, see, that's that's the thing, though. I think I think they have to kind of find whatever. First of all, anytime he leaves and comes back, it's going to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. But they got to they got to find where that medium is, where it's like you Bray Wyatt was his return was it was it was it had good parts to it, but it was so drawn out like it was a freaking right. Uh, right. 13 week television show. But you gotta he remember waited it's, too long for a payoff that didn't yeah. payoff. You gotta remember it's still wrestling. About? We had the Mountain Dew match. What you talking about? It the Mountain Dew match, I was okay with it until he Uncle Howdy jumped off the thing and he missed him. <laughs> and I was like, bro, in this day and age, you're not getting away with that one. 
Right. But you know I what see. I think? Let's talk about that for a second. You know what mm-hmm. I didn't like about the Mountain Dew match? What's that? Because Bray Wyatt had gave us so many memorable moments with The Fiend, we were comparing mm-hmm. it to that. If we mm-hmm. never seen The Fiend or The Fiend style matches, even the, hey, everybody, I'm so happy to be here, Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. if we had that expectation. And I'm not saying The Fiend was five-star matches, but The Fiend match was a certain way. He debuted as the master. We really didn't know what it was. We didn't have understand who Alfie was. At least we knew the Firefly Funhouse characters. We knew you was going to get the Firefly Funhouse. You knew you was going to get the I'm messing with you in the ring. Mm-hmm. What we got was, oh, listen to me. I don't want to have to tell you. are going to force me to do this. <laughs> it didn't connect. So then hey, we yo. got the match. I was like, I'm not really. Because I'll never forget the first time seeing the Fiend come to the ring. Yeah, it was, was it was like, so different compared to from the, said, what we, we saw Bray Wyatt before. Yep. And it was and like he, his whole entrance, everything. I was like, why can't we get more of that? But can, then can you, he came down. Hey, can, can you do the Bray Wyatt uh, voice again, please? <laughs> <laughs> what did I even say? He's, it doesn't matter. You want to force me to do this? I'm trying to tell you. No, listen here, brother. You don't want him. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Right, come on, bro. I'm going to do something, man. Uh, I'm sorry, and I'm tired. I don't want to be this guy anymore. I'm trying, I'm trying, to, be, I'm trying to keep him from you. And then so, he starts tripping out. Then he trips out, looks at the camera like, but I will go to the depths of my mind to get where I need to be. Run. And even for Undertaker to give him that endorsement, I was like, that's, I mean, if he comes back, just give us the feed. I feel like the feed and the demon are stable enough characters that they can keep coming back as go. a special attraction like The Undertaker because even when Finn came back and he had the purple and red paint, he was still a demon and people were still trying to cheer for him, but he was Judgment Day Finn, but The Fiend could always be like the faces of Foley. You know, that, and that's what I thought Bray Wyatt would bro, do. I thought, I thought we was getting I thought we was getting that. I thought we was getting like three faces of Foley, man. And I yep. and I and and to your point, brother Brandon, I think if they kept it that simple, I think we probably would have probably got a better payoff, or the fans may have been more patient to kind of see where it was going. Mm-hmm. I think they veered off course way too much. So like, like, like you talk about the fiend, uh, no, uh, the demon with Finn Balor. That's one thing that he whose name should not be named because every time we mention his name, we have technical difficulties. Did well, he made sure that it was like we're not gonna keep doing this every pay per view. You're gonna be the demon, like he did NXT, and uh, although we had no problem with it in NXT. He made it special. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I want you to be Finn, which I, I personally prefer. But then when the demon did come out, it you know, you knew it was a big deal. Like, okay, somebody really got on his bad side, even with him and Roman. You know what I mean? Before yeah. before this whole judgment thing, it was he kept it special. So when it showed up, it was a big deal. And I feel like that we probably could have did the same thing with Bray. Because when that music hit, we wasn't expecting. We we're like, oh, we getting we getting the demon, mm-hmm. and I felt like when the fiend, the thing that was special. And I know we probably. We got to get back on track. But with the Fiend, at least when we saw him, mm-hmm. like, you you knew it was a an event. It was a moment. And that's why I keep saying when we finish SummerSlam, it's got to be a reason Triple H is bringing back payback. I'm sorry. It's got to be a reason. You've been saying it for a while now. Because mm. it's got to he... be a reason he's bringing back payback. And that's the... Wait, all that's what the tribal chief hit the table. I was about to say, is, is it is it Fiend and, uh, and, and Roman again? That I mean, get? that might be the filler feud till he gets to the Royal Rumble or something. I don't. I just. It's can gotta, you? I'm just. Can you put Bray Wyatt in a filler feud? Uh, yes. Because no, if you think about it, all of Roman's challenges 
have been a filler feud to get him to his next thing to get this run going. Because if you really look at it, it's a reason Bobby Lashley has it for him. It's a reason that we really haven't gotten payoff to certain things like Drew Fordham went on, the next person went on. He really didn't have that many repeat. Like That's why I'm surprised Kevin Owens had so many repeat matches. But mm-hmm. look how far and few they were in between. They were a long time in between each other. Like He might run it back one month, but then mm-hmm. he moved on to his next challenger. Like with Edge, look how long it took for Edge to get that quote-unquote rematch. And it was like, okay, yeah, you're done. We don't want you near the title right now. Well, but those filler feuds have to lead to something else, which usually it usually involves like a run in, right? So like we had um like a filler feud was Edge and Roman, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they had unfinished business. Edge versus Roman at uh, what freaking pay per view was that? Where he wore those red before pants? Before SummerSlam, was it before SummerSlam? I don't remember which one it was. I, it was the one where Seth Rollins attacked Edge at the end of the match or during the match. It wasn't. It wasn't. Because which one did Cena come back? And remember, Cena came back. Because remember, for a while, if they beat somebody, the next opponent would appear. Yeah, I don't even know. It's, it's it, I remember. I just remember that that was my favorite match. It's one of my favorite Edge matches that he had with with Roman. But Seth Rollins attacked Edge at the end of the match, and then Edge and Seth Rollins began a feud, right? So it's like those filler feuds. It's like he, this, it almost like finished off with unfinished business because okay, I'm starting off. I want to take down Roman with the championship, but then somebody else comes up and interrupts it. Now I got to take care of them because I lost. And now I'm no longer focused on winning the championship, but I'm focused on the fact that somebody interrupted my championship and now I'm beefing with you. Right. But remember, who got the most unfinished business besides Braun Strowman and the Fiend? Eh. I, who well, got more uh, unfinished I, business with Bob, Roman Bob, than them two? Bobby Lashley. Maybe, maybe, a, little, maybe a little hurt business. He's Bobby never had business. any feud with him. He never had an issue with him. Has he? I don't know. Do you, do you think they turn Roman face? I no. think that. I think that'll be the save. You save Bobby for if, like, I don't want to wish it bad. Like, I think they're saying that in case something happened to Roman, you can always insert Bobby in until Roman comes back and something happens. Bobby's been missing. So has MVP and almost. What's going on, man? Anybody thought about that? Uh huh. Coming back stronger than ever. I'm just saying. Something to think about. But uh, I don't know, man. Like you said, unfinished business. Maybe a little hurt business going on there, brother. But. We gotta move. We gotta move on. The road to SummerSlam, man. Well, like I said, we just wanted to take take the time to kind of just acknowledge acknowledge him. Hold on, I got to think for that. See, I'm not even on point. It's just I'm not used to it. Where's that? Is it on here? There it is. Acknowledge me. So we did Triple H. We acknowledge you. We want to celebrate you in your year as uh, head of creative WWE. But we, like you said, we're on the road to SummerSlam, and we talked about a lot of different things. But gentlemen, as as you've noticed, we have a, a lot of potential matchups. You know, this is the part of the, the on the road to any major pay-per-view in this situation, SummerSlam, where they begin to tease the potential matchups, right? So you look at um let's start at the top. Cody Rose and Brock Lesnar. Brother Hugh. Mm-hmm. The this feud has been going back and forth. First of all, let me ask you this. Have you been enjoying this feud between <laughs> Cody Rose and Brock Lesnar? Because you know, Co- we, we we saw Cody, and, and I, I can speak to this because Brother Brandon reminds me how embarrassing I looked on live. I was I was prepared for celebration, ended up looking dumb to the point where I deleted it live, but he was there watching all the time, um, waiting for that moment, and, and he never li- just won't let it live it down. Won't let me live it down, but we assumed. Okay, Cody's coming back. He says gonna finish the story. It's obvious storyline. It's obvious. Okay, this is what's going down. Cody Rose loses. I'm blown, and I'm like, wait a minute. 
how the heck does he win the rumble, have all this momentum, and then lose? But as you can see, we saw that the bloodline had unfinished business, which is at the end of the day was the right decision, as you can see now, being a Monday morning quarterback. But at the time, wasn't trying to hear it. But Cody Rose has has diverged into a side feud, right, on his road to redemption for himself, forgetting the entire time that this is Dusty Rose's son that we're freaking talking about. So we should have known, but I feel like I got got. Thanks a lot, Trips. Well, <laughs> he, he, he has I'm seen to. Anybody missed that live? You missed the. Bro, he was in rare form. I was blown. I was, man, I can't even. Yeah, I'm glad I deleted the video. Brother Brandon thought it's the funniest thing in the world. He never lets me live it down. But. He 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 decided to it like this. <laughs> that's, that's literally how, <laughs> bro. I I was so confused, and, and it hit, and I'm, and you know, you start checking the end of the night, you start checking the time, like, well, it's all right, it's eleven fifteen. So that right. means <laughs> it's not it's not enough time, but nothing else. And I was like, I was like, like man, I'm going. You were defeated. You I, were and defeated. that's the, bro. That's the term. That's exactly how I felt. I was defeated. I wanted to put the thing down. I was like, bro, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not watching wrestling no more. But I got myself. To, I was fine the next day. But for, in that moment, I was like, bro, this is dumb. <laughs> 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 I thought it was a child, but I was like, this, you know, how we always talk about, you know, like I'll give it a chance and be. I was like, no, nah, this is just stupid. But Co- Cody Rhodes <laughs> ends up ends up veering down this road of Brock Lesnar out of all goddamn people. And mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar picks a fight with Cody Rhodes, obviously, and now they've got beef. They they are tied at this point, correct? Are they tied one and one? I believe so. Yeah, yeah they they're are. tied one and one. I believe they're they're tied tied one one. Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar tied one and one, right? I thought it was. I thought Cody won both. Are they one and one? I believe oh. they are. I think they I believe. I believe Brock Lesnar beat beat Cody Rhodes. Where's and Dylan? Cody... Dylan, can you fact check it for us? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Dylan knows. Dylan will know. And then, and then, Cody caught Brock Lesnar slipping, <laughs> and he beat him. Right. Like, so he right. beat him. He caught Joe slipping. And uh, there you go. Dylan confirmed. Twenty one. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. He's our Wikipedia. He's the wrestling realm Wikipedia. Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> so thank you. Thank, thanks, Dylan. You're thank you, Dylan. So so here we go again. And Cody Rose calls him out. Cody Rose has been he's been looking for smoke every time Brock Lesnar's in the area. Every time his music comes on, Cody Rose is looking for a fight. I respect it. I like it, but this is dangerous. This is Brock Lesnar. That is, that is dangerous. About. It's dangerous, right. man. So brother Hugh, does he have a chance to win this last this last fight? It seems like this is this is probably where we're going to. First of all, you never know what's going to be in with Brock Lesnar because he might just be pissed about it and just come back out six months later and still beat you up like he always does. <laughs> this, this, that's, that's the thing. I don't know if they're going to drag it on. Like he did with Bobby. Brock Lesnar, you can, you, can, you can leave it alone. Like you fought by exactly. He's leaving right. alone. Comes back four months later like, no, nah, I'm not right. done yet. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not done. I still got beef. You thought so. I said, dang. It's, I thought you'd be over by now. Like, no, nah, you come back four months later. But um, let's wrestle again. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> let's wrestle Sorry. again. It's like, does 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 Cody Rhodes stand a chance against I mean, Brock Lesnar for a third time? I mean, eventually he does have to beat him, you know, because he got he has to conquer that hard time. Okay. You know, so he Part has his con- story, right? He, right. He it has to finish out the story. So I mean, the, of course, the end of the story is uh Roman Reigns. I, I would think so, but uh yeah, yeah he, most definitely. I don't I don't know when it's going to end. Mm-hmm. But he does have to conquer Brock Lesnar. And I think he will. Maybe not at SummerSlam, but I think he will. Okay, so if he doesn't conquer him at SummerSlam, that means it's going to be a fourth match. It's going to be a Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble or something like that, yeah. You think? Yeah, I, 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 well, <laughs> Brother Brandon, what do you think? Do you think Cody Rhodes has a chance to beat uh, 
Brock Lesnar for a third time or was but not for a third time but for a second time for in second the third time, match? Yeah. And do you think there'll be a fourth match? Because I didn't think I don't I don't know. I can't keep up with Triple H. And, I, and I'm done trying. I don't. <laughs> Wait, I'm like, <laughs> is it going to be a fourth match? And I'm like, so, nah. I wouldn't um, even think about that. Too brother, you said something. Now I'm like, oh shoot. But here's my question for you, mm-hmm. and this is me being me. <laughs> if Cody rough. wins, what what does Cody do next? Exactly. Well, what you he, this is the epic of Gilgamesh. This is old. This is old school hero literature. He 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 is. He's got to. He's got to add some more depth to the story. He's got to climb that mountain. He needs another obstacle, right? But uh, no offense, does it get in it? They get a freaking Brock Lesnar. Go ahead. Nah, you gonna bring Who's obstacle? Like you get what I mean? Because he yeah. clearly when he came, what was he gonna say to Seth? He said, "What do you?" And then hit Brock Lesnar music hit. So even we teased that as he can't go against the Judgment Day because that'll be him versus, you know, Damian Priest. Though Damian already and something else, Finn. We won't need to see that again. They've been testing that water. Um, right. What does he do next? You know, Survivor Series. What is it like, Cody team? Cody versus team who? You know, it's like, what do you do next? So if he doesn't, if he beats Brock, okay, yeah, he got a SummerSlam moment. How do you get him to SmackDown to finish his story? Because we can't. We got to finish the Bloodline story, and we mm. got to have something happen at Payback. I keep talking about and then, you know, we got, like, what do you do with him? Like, how much more white, happy, white me, baby face? Hey, look, I'm here. Everybody, whoa. Before Bro, you. those are priceless right. moments. Don't take away the woes. Right. Don't, don't no, no, I'm saying how many more can we have? Because, like, when on Monday Night Raw, we was there, and he went after Brock. I said, oh, this is different. And it's so funny. Seth and Roman are so much similar. They both got out of the ring the same way, like, yep, we're going to go this way and let them have their little fight. And it was like, okay. Just just casually moved over, like, oh, yeah. well, well. But I'm just, I'm just worried about keeping Cody. Like, we had when the Monday Night Rollins, we had him because it was contenders and it was doing the, the Vince McMahon, you know what? Man, I'm my Wi-Fi gonna go out. So I'm like, what do you do with Cody now? <laughs> like, like really, what do you do with him? Like, I think him and Brock is a good rivalry for right now, but how much more creative can Cody beat Brock? Well, I mean, <laughs> so, more time. So you know that. So you know what that means, right? That means it's going to be five and six more matches. Like it's going to be Absolutely. three more matches. Because I'm like, was like, you guys are making all the good points, and I'm like, well, now I'm on Brother Hugh's side. Like, well, you know what? You know, there's no more bigger obstacle than Brock Lesnar. He's going to leave. He's going to leave for two more months and come back when there's something else big and beat him up some more. And this this I mean, rivalry, it could it could go with a Randy Orton. Uh, yeah, but see, that's the, I mean, here's, here's, here's the problem with that. It's like Randy Orton's too, by the time he comes back, he's going to be celebrated so much. Right. You know right. what I mean? Now, yeah. in true Randy Orton fashion, he would be celebrated and still RKO him anyway and make and piss the crowd well, off be here one more time. <laughs> but, but that, you can't, that can't be a throwaway feud because at the same time, like oh, that, no, that, that can go for another or, five or six months. This is a lot of stuff behind that. Yeah. Here's something you do after he beats Brock. Mm-hmm. And you might not like this, but everybody's been popping up. Does he pop up at NXT and tag with Carmelo for a little bit to put more eyes there? Because Seth got Monday on lockdown. Like he could go do something there and come does right he, back. I but see he what, why does he need tag if he's got Trick Williams? They just tagged up against the judgment day. Like you make Trick look but it bad. seems like everybody keeps going to Trick Williams and Trick Williams keeps you know what I mean, they keeping him in the limelight, like he's clearly tagged as their guy in NXT. 
because look what he did with Seth. You know, the heroes come and hey, you doing a good job type thing, and then yeah, here comes a heel to counteract it. Or what do you do? Because you don't want to see him wrestle Trick Williams. Or does he go down there make an appearance? What do you do to keep him going until? Because I hope he doesn't win the Rumble again. Like I would just hope that he wins like the Elimination Chamber. To get the role. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I forget. Elimination Chamber is always a wild like, card. Yeah, because we. I think yeah, we look let at somebody like, else win the rumble because I think this is Gunta. Yeah, win the rumble. I think he's on deck. I think. Oof, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he's on I deck. Think Gunther, and I'm saying it now. Gunther and Bailey will win the rumble next year. I put my money on that because it's this. The momentum is just there. Like if there's anybody, for goodness' sake, which is which is why I think uh, one of the matches that we're gonna get at SummerSlam. Is uh Drew McIntyre and Gunta? Yes, sir. I have a gripe, and I was waiting all week to say anything. I purposely put my put everything didn't did I got off Twitter. I didn't I didn't use up my 400 tweets or whatever it is that you can't do now, whatever the case may be. And you can only do 400 tweets. I don't know some something something now where like you can only look at certain amount and they, and they cut you off or something stupid. Who knows what Elon and them are doing? I can't keep up. Um, I know Elon on first name basis, by the way. That's why I call him Elon. That's um, his friends call him Elon, so I call him. I call him Elon. We um, should do brunch one day. No, yeah, definitely. It's but he he could pay for it. He's got yeah. Right, 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 right. On, on you, Elon. So, <laughs> Drew, Drew, Drew McIntyre versus Gunta. Now, I I, I want you. I, this is I, I'm telling you. I waited all week for this conversation. I was just I was. I don't think we skipped we skipped a few things on the on the on the run sheet. That's the line because I'm getting to this first since it was brought up. So I'm saying this now. You know I'm long with it. So I bet it. I, I've been seeing a lot on social media. People are like, oh, why did you McIntyre in the field with Gunter? Why is he fighting for the Intercontinental Championship? He's he's above that. It's beneath that. And I'm saying to myself, since when? People, I, I don't know if it's because of our, of our age or how much wrestling we have seen. If you look at the way the Intercontinental Championship has been rebuilt, main event players have held that title, right? And just because you're a main event player and you hold that the IC title goes along with whoever's carrying it. So if you're a top guy, you're an IC champion, it doesn't make you a mid-card title. You just you're a top guy that holds this championship. Right? That's yeah. like saying, that's like saying, oh, Macho Man was 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 a mid-carder because he was Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 3 going into WrestleMania 3 rather than being the main event with Hogan and Andre. Does that make Macho Man less of a main eventer? No. Was he considered a mid-card guy? No. no. It's because if you look at, think about it, those territory days when they did A and B shows, you sent one champion to one show, you sent another champion to the other, right? It didn't mean that. I don't know where people get this idea that oh, it's Drew is first of all, it, it only makes sense. It's because I, I'm with you, brother Brandon. Uh Gunta is up next, but he has to lose, right? He has to give up that championship, and he'll probably chase that championship to try to get it back. And who else is a worthy enough opponent? Like he had a knockout drag out feud with Sheamus. Amazing. Like, once again, main event guy, Sheamus, top draw. In a match with him, like Gunther's not in matches with but Mustafa Ali, and, I, and he was. Don't get me wrong, but they weren't matchups. Like it was a slaughter. We we, we that those matches with like that level of talent that's considered the mid card was for us to put sympathy on 
Mustafa Ali. Not to say, oh, no, nah, this dude really has a legit chance. Well, you look at Gunter's dominance, his size, his demeanor. He's got his, he's got his posse. You know what I mean? Who else is going to feud with somebody that massive where it's going to make sense, where you could say, oh, no, nah, he might genuinely beat him. If Seth is carrying the World Heavyweight Championship right now, you're still building new stars. If Roman Reigns in the bloodline is is just printing their own money, you have a returning Drew McIntyre that seemingly seems to me, I guess he got the contract that he wanted. I guess he got the creative. Why would he not want to have another redemption run with that championship? I'm going to tell you right now, you put the Intercontinental Championship on Drew McIntyre right now. He can main event whatever show. It doesn't matter if it's not the World Heavyweight Championship. That, that title has been booked to close shows. That title has been booked and to be held as a prestigious championship. Who cares if it's a former WWE champion? You didn't say the way AJ Styles held the title. Nobody said it when the Miz held the title. Are you talking about a guy that main event at WrestleMania with John Cena? Bobby Seth held the U.S. title recently. Bobby Seth. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, what makes people think that just because Drew's so massive, why would I would love, first of all, who else is going to be going? He's had it for uh, 350 days. However long it's been. He can't keep it forever. Who else has a legitimate shot of beating him that's going to keep the importance on that title? You got to put it on a main event player. And Drew McIntyre is a main event player. I'm not against putting Intercontinental Championship on main event players. Like most people say, well, put it on the young guy so he can come up. Long, like it's not the days of the Carlitos and the D'Lo Browns and the, you know, the Road Dog and the Billy Guns and the Godfathers trying to help guys get a rub by giving them a championship. Like, nah, man, we're going back to the days where this title means something. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be, oh, well, this is the one that's next up. Or like, no, nah, I'm fighting for this title. Like Gunther doesn't say, he's not going to say, all right, this is cool, man. I want I want the World Heavyweight Championship now. He treats the IC title like he's the champion of the world. The Miz treated that Intercontinental Championship like he was the champion of the world. Macho Man treated that. He's walking around holding that joint like this, like Flair did, and slinging it and had it. Like, he, he held that championship with prestige. And he made it clear, I'm the champion of the world because I'm the Intercontinental Champion. That's how... Those old dogs held it. You know what I mean? I don't see the problem with with Drew McIntyre doing it right now. That's just my gripe. What what do you brothers think? It's because I saw it everywhere. Everybody's like, is this a good idea, yay or nay? Or somebody's like, oh, this is dumb. I was like, what? What else is there for Drew to do besides that? It's it's not like he's going to get lost in the shuffle. We've watched Triple H book that title with prestige and importance, correct? Like with people's, I don't understand. I, I'm maybe it's me, and I'm asking because I'm like, well, listen, maybe, maybe I, I see it my way, but maybe my way is not the same. Maybe I need a different perspective, but I don't know. Brandon, talk, 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 talk to your boy because I'm confused why people are like he's above that. In what way? Why would he not elevate the title because it's on Drew? Get, like Drew having a long term asking title reign. That's huge. It's massive. So I'm gonna say it, it's crazy because I don't think that. In recent years, we've forgotten how the lineage or the prestige could be with that title because mm-hmm. it reminds me of Triple H is trying to revert us back to the WCW days of the United States title being that important belt and mm-hmm. having that, regardless if you're a world champion, oh, something's going on with um, the No, it's, it's your fault because you mentioned his name. <laughs> so. See, see, you thought you thought your Wi-Fi was going out, but you, but brother, his Wi-Fi went out because of you. So I will say this: It feels like, you know, back when Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Ric Flair, all these world champion level guys was holding the U.S. title, we Mm -hmm. felt like it was a major deal. Even when 
they were trying to build up as the workhorse doing like the Jeff Hardy, the Johnny Nitro, Randy Orton, the all Shelton of them. Benjamin. That was that era of that Carlito era. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then we went like the Shelton Benjamin, the Kofi Kingston, you know, all of these people getting that title. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, we're building it up because it was the workhorse. We can call it the workhorse. We can call it procedures. It's what era are we moving to now with this title? Because mm-hmm. lest we forget, like you said, um, it went from Shinsuke to, was it AJ? I'm just going to uh, say AJ had it. Um, remember. And then um, Sammy. Sammy had the, he was stuck and he came back. Yeah. And the whole thing about him being the real Intercontinental Champion, even when Dale O'Brien held it, the white strap one, we had all mm-hmm. of these people that were trying to build it back up. And even when it, it jumped between everybody, I think that keeping it on Gunther is a good thing. For mm-hmm. him to pass the honky tonk so that way it matters. Like, I was mad that Sheamus didn't win, but I understand because Triple H is trying to establish dominance with these belts <clears throat> and make them mean something more. So that way, in defeat, Gunther, it doesn't matter who he loses to, it's going to be like, wow, that was an awesome match. Because if you go back to his NXT days, it was like, wow, this guy really was a threat. He beat him. You know Big what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, the Intercontinental title isn't necessarily a downgrade. It's all about how it's being booked right now. Thank now you. Thank you. I thought potato, it was just me. Yeah, if it was hot potato, I'd be like, it's not the 24-7 title where we had six changes in two minutes. And, yeah, I would get it if it was a thing where, like, the TNT title, where it was flip-flop and he kept winning it back. I'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, this, this is pointless. Why have him lose it? He's a eight-time Intercontinental champion in six months because he lost it nine times. You know wow. what I mean? Like, come yeah. on in. So I think it's a good thing. I just really, in the back of my mind, I would have loved to see Sheamus get it so he can get his grand slam mm-hmm. because I think he does deserve it. But if Drew gets it, I'm thinking about the beyond now. What's going to happen now when Drew does stuff? He you becomes – think about it. Think about it. Think about it. And, and brother, you jump in. It's, it's Brandon's fault. He mentioned he's whose name should not be yep. mentioned. He thought he thought his Wi-Fi was going on, then yours went out. Um <laughs> Think about it. Look, this the same way, the same way that Gunta was booked, where he had open challenges, he started the show, he closed the show. A lot of times he was the focus of those shows. Drew had he can have that run where he has his spot on the team, right? He is a focal point. So now you put the strap on one of your main event players, but now his he has purpose because he's a champion, right? While 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 Gunter begins his chase for the world heavyweight championship. But then Drew could maybe do what we've been needing to do and bring out that Bronson Reed. He could bring out Johnny Gargano. Work with the young talent. You know, Johnny Gargano could be a person that's chasing Drew for it. Like, look what he did with, even though he was injured, he helped get Andrade over at NXT, right? Or was it Bobby Reed? No, he took Um, it from Bobby Reed, right? Yeah. And then he he helped get Andrade over. But imagine what he could do to get some of these guys over and not necessarily defeat, but just in good matches. And he did the same thing for Bobby Lashley. You know, you know, he helped Bobby Lashley in that that kind of main event push. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just, but it's something to think about, though, brother. You got you got any more on, on that before we move on? Nah, man. It, it, he keeps the prestige, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it. But uh, he keeps the prestige, and like you said, is is a good move for for Gunter to to go ahead and move on and keep it pushing. 
I think I think he's gonna like I said. I think he'll he'll. I think they're gonna start to, if he know. I'm telling you, man. It's that Triple H does, bro. They're telling you stories, right? We watched mm-hmm. we watched um, we watched Raw, and now we seen a little dissension with Imperium, with G- Giovanni Vinci. You see how Ludwig right. Kaiser was looking at him <laughs> after the match, and I said, first of all, they being petty, like it was his fault, like right. like. But because he took the pin, Gunta, he really, you know, he's been patient with his guys. When they lose, a lot of times he'll get in the ring and like not beat him down. Like, you know what I mean? But he's starting to turn on his guys a little bit. And then Ludwig just smugly looks at Giovanni Vinci like, I'm like, please don't bring up Imperium. Like, y'all, y'all fight to get him back together. But he looked like he looked at Giovanni Vinci like he's not carrying his weight because he was the reason that they, that they lost that match. So there's stories to tell there. So and I say stories it tells because you gives you something in between to the focus is he's the IC champion he's dominant right so if he loses for whatever reason he lost to a formidable opponent now mm-hmm. what do you do in the meantime before you start to prepare for what I think I want you brother Brandon I think he's the breakout star of the Rumble first of all he was the MVP last year and he lost like that that was his coming out party where he shows that he belongs like that was Triple H saying let me show you why he's good let me show you let me and, and, let me put him on display for you. Cause I don't think y'all know who this guy is. I'm gonna show and you. And we, and the crazy part is to that point, brother Brandon, we didn't for the, the mainstream WWE artist was not that exposed to him because we saw him as Walter, in uh, you know, in the UK, in Progress, and everything else that he was doing, and then well as NXT. But he spent majority of his time in NXT UK, and we saw him in takeovers. But and then when he got to the main roster, he whose nation now be mentioned, kind of you know, we didn't we got him in doses. But he said, was listen, he you got point oh, he had to change his name. It was NXT that's, 2.0. That's when, that's, that's when he he decided I'm no longer Walter. I'm going by a different name now. That was the name I of my ancestors. I was like, I was pissed. Remember that we had a whole campaign. Yeah, I was big blown, bro. Big mad. Only reason he, I, bring it, he cut that promo and said I am Gunter. Because that was the first time he showed up in NXT 2.0, and I was like, oh yes, yeah, on. But he didn't belong there either. Because come on, now who was going to face off of him? He put a hole in Sheamus's chest. Like what the heck was he going to do in NXT? But uh, but it. If the reason I got all reason I'm not mad is because if he said he had no problem with it and he was good with it, then okay, if you, you ain't mad, I ain't mad. Mama called Clay, I'm a Callie Clay. So that that that's you know, we'll, we'll see. I just had to put that out there because I was like, yeah, this is like, why is everybody talking about it? Talking crazy out here, but you know, that's that's what we do, man. We gotta speak some knowledge to these folks so they get educated out here. But of course, everybody likes it, they like they want what they want. But we, we've, we've got a few more teases for SummerSlam, we have a few more. Uh, it, Let's just go to let's go to the ladies now. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Somebody said that uh, if if we don't get that match in that same cage that Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle had their match, what was that match called? Anybody remember what that match was called? Was there a special name? I don't know. I just called it the oh Lions Den. God, it was, it was, was, uh, it was it considered was it, the Lions it, Den? It's, it's not the Lions Den. That's Owen Hart and them. Because the Lions Den was, was yeah, but I'm like they called it something. I don't know. I if forgot it what it's called. Because it started NXT, remember with Timothy Thatcher? Wasn't it the fight pit? I don't get it. They, they, they had that the fight, NXT. The fight pit. It wasn't the fight pit. It wasn't the fight pit? It was the fight pit. That's not like Raw Underground. Was that what it was? Was it fight pit? No, Raw Underground was it. No, Dylan, is it the fight pit? I feel like D- it was a fight pit. Dylan, tell us. Dylan, what was the name of the match of that cage that Seth Rollins and uh, Matt Riddle went the night the Fiend debuted? Well, he, no, he, he was should back up. Because, like you said, we did. We saw that. We saw that in NXT the first time. And uh, somebody was like, "Man, if we don't get that match for Shayna Baszler and uh, Ronda Rousey, it's going to be a letdown." How do you? I, I think it's a good idea. I, I like the idea of it all. Is because I think this is going to do wonders for Shayna Baszler. Of course, there's plenty of rumors about Ronda Rousey. I don't think she's quitting. I think she's going to take another six or seven month hiatus, like she always does. Yeah, it was a fight pit. 
just yeah, it up fight pit. Yeah, okay. Thank you. So I think we should get Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. You know, we, we saw Shayna Baszler pretty much turn Ronda Rousey. She pretty much made it clear, I'm not finna be your Robin to your Batman. Like, I'm tired of living in your shadow. We did some things, but I don't want to do anything now. And I think it's great for Shayna Baszler and her character because she's a bully. She's mean. Definitely. You know what I mean? And she plays, she does it so, so well. But uh, would you guys want to see Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey in a fight pit match at SummerSlam? Not as their first match. No, that's oh, okay. Wait a second. Now. That's like the best I wanted of three. to build up to it. I wanted to be a because I feel like they could have, and this is gonna sound crazy, they mm-hmm. could literally have a match on every PLE up until mm-hmm. WrestleMania to have that fight pit match to say we didn't blew off to we didn't got to this point. Okay, because like as soon as you think they're getting away from each other, let's say Shada want to do something, Ronda come down, cause it a match, Ronda having a match, the next maybe Shada come down, cause like they could literally be in backstage segments. You know, I keep thinking about when when they were in the car. Remember when Ronda and uh, Charlotte were in the Charlotte, car? Charlotte, bro, they was kicking the windows was, out. That yeah, was good. I mean, I'm not that's how. Lie. Yeah, that's the level. That's how you see like, it. I want this to feel like a blood feud. Like even give them the first match, two months from now, give them a hell in the cell. Two more months from there, give them something else. So it gets to this. Is the only way we're going to settle this in the fight pit. It could be one one in a draw, one one. You know, time limit exceeds or whatever. They say the only way to settle this is in a fight pit because. That would, I think that Shayna could do it because look, if we get the Queen of Spades back, we in, we in danger. Come on, she's coming like this, doing a little thing. Yeah, <laughs> we get we get that Shayna Baszler back. We we might actually be in some for a ride, and I think she could actually help Ronda in that ring because they trust each other. Yeah, and actually put on the match and say that was actually that was decent, that was actually good. I'm I'm okay with it, man. I I I like the idea of it, but I, I'm curious though. I mean, it would if the way you booked it does make sense. So, you once again you successfully changed my mind. What about you, brother? Here, you, you you okay with the? You said you want you rather be, you rather be uh, not not the first. That's the first thing you said. Not the first match, or you rather be like maybe yeah, the can, third they, third or fourth match. Yeah, they can carry this on for a while, man. Like it's, it's I think it's a great matchup, especially for Shayna. Like oh, it's yeah, been a while time. since they they, they she hasn't had a good dance well at all. Yeah, right. She hasn't had a good day because she's too dominant. Like, absolutely. Who so else, now this who is her time to go in and show and show out there against go. Ronda Rousey, the biggest yeah. name in in pr- potentially the biggest name out there right now. Sure, especially for, in for combat sports. Yeah, right. Combat like UFC. Like, come on now. Why not make it happen? Nah, I, th- or, I think it's. Why don't they have a match over there in UFC? On UFC, right? Yeah, there it is. Marketing. Oh man, I, I, I we're going I, back to where it started. I mean, one cross promotion, but I'm just saying, like, I don't see so this. And is, I this don't is, know if I'm putting too much stock in Shayna and okay. not enough in Ronda, but mm-hmm. I don't, I think that the casual audience is going to want to see it because of Ronda, but not know who Shayna is. And we got to make we got to build Shayna up to be that NXT Shayna so people know she's a credible threat. For Ronda because Shayna wasn't a bigger, a big name in MMA like Ronda was. You know, mm-hmm. let's call it what it is. She kind of was like on the same level as like Marina Shafia and all of those other yeah. MMA women. Yeah, they no were doubt. names, but they weren't like Ronda Rousey level names. Mm-hmm. No, it, it. I mean, I, I get that. It makes sense. Um, with, so okay, so 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 book it real quick because we got to move on. I know we're burning midnight oil, but Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Brother Hugh. You got three Listen. matches. Who wins which win? 
who who wins match one? Um, you probably got to give it to uh, Ronda because yeah, she, okay. she's already booked as that dominant force. Nobody okay. can beat her, but at the end of the day, I would say Baszler would have to win the the whole feud. Okay, so 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 you going Ronda Baszler Baszler. So yep. Ronda first match, Baszler wins the second match, and then mm-hmm. Baszler edges Ronda out for the last last year. What about you, brother Brandon? Shayna wins the first one because she said, "I'm gonna beat you at what you thought you were. I'm gonna show you I'm a real wrestler." The really? second one, the second one is, "I want to hurt you in a cage and give him like a Hell in a Cell hmm. or a, um, steel cage match, Ronda." So that way, Ronda say, I, I mutilated you because that's what I do. I'm the baddest woman on the planet. And then the third, we going back to our roots. Then they had a fight pit. Oh, okay. All right. So so would you would you turn around and do a cage match and a fight pit match? Because they seem kind of the same. Right. I'm just saying, we need, Ronda needs something to batter Shada to say, I took her out. I, you know, she might right, be. Like a last, last, last woman standing or submission match or yeah, something like that? Something. Something. Oh, okay. submission, actually, yeah. I take it back, no cage, submission. And she okay. said, I made you tap. Tap. There you I go. told you I was the baddest woman on the planet mm-hmm. because Shayna beat her in something she's better at. I'm a better professional wrestler. I'm a better submission. I mm-hmm. beat the submission magician. And then we're going to have our blow off in the fight pit. Okay. See, that there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is two different perspectives, but they both make sense. And and if you guys are saying it, I can imagine what Triple H and them are doing behind closed doors. What? So, uh, I'm not yeah, even trying to... About to bring a six-sided ring like TNA and say, here you go. Bro, You're going to do something left field, what we thinking. I mean, it's 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 kind of been that way, and I've just accepted it. I'm tired of trying to beat the, the game master <laughs> at the game. No pun intended, because he is the game. I didn't even realize what he I did the there. You see that? I didn't even realize what I did there, he... but... No, it, 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 it makes sense, though, man. I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward. This is, like, I, I agree with you both, especially when it comes to Shayna Baszler. This is probably one of the best things they could have for her. Like, because this, this is a big time program. Like I said, this is main, this is main, main event sports headlines. Anything with Ronda Rousey in it. Like, I, I don't care what anybody says or how they feel about Ronda, but she's on the same level as Brock Lesnar for the women. Like, she brings a lot of eyes to the product. Every sports outlet is watching what she does. Good win, loss, draw, whatever the case may be. But we, we got some, we, we got somebody that's kind of stepping up, though, man. We got another tease, man. Somebody that I, I have been, um, he earned his spot, man. He deserves it, and I'm just happy that he's really getting this, this, this bit of this rub that he's getting. Ricochet and Logan Paul. I like it. Did you guys see the flip that he did? I saw he, it. He finally did the flip on the main roster that he did in uh, NXT with uh, with your boy Patrick Clark. Who's that? Patrick. Keep going. The old, Keep going. The old, I, don't know, I don't know who that is. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the old <laughs> the going. old the velvet one. He but he stuttered a little. I was like, Ricochet, you he's not the like, old. <laughs> he, he said, I said, Oh, Ricochet, you're better than that. You, you, he, he lands on his feet. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, he, he stuttered. He's like, But it was still cool. I don't he know if you the landing. He posted, somebody he posted a picture of him mid flip. Uh, he was yeah. grabbing his arms. Like, that was a clean flip, though. He definitely, nah, I, I was, I wasn't expecting him to do that, had, you know, because. I feel like Ricochet is getting once again. Everybody's getting the push that they, they should have gotten, or that they received in NXT. Like they're getting their version of that on the main roster now, and and I love Triple H's approach to like almost like this attitude of unfinished business for talent. <laughs> Sounds like something I never heard of. Jay. It doesn't it? It's awkward, isn't it? Some somebody named like that. It's a weird name. It's a very it's a very weird dream. Very velvety. Um, hey, as well. 
But <laughs> Logan Paul versus Ricochet, I it's it's a feud that I didn't expect, but obviously right. the guys had chemistry since the Royal Rumble. They're both really athletic guys, and Ricochet is a master in the ring, and I think he can him and him and Logan Paul. Had, first of all, Logan Paul has proved to be, you know, every bit of the performer that he has uh, sought out to be, especially in WWE. But Ricochet versus Logan Paul is going to be very very exciting. And uh, I'm happy to see Ricochet get the promos. He's on the trucks. He's he's about featured. Time. You know about what I mean? He's time. not. Right. He's just not out there. Get like I wait. I wait for guys like um like Cedric Alexander to get to that level. But right now it's like one one foot can get in the door better than four or five. You know what I mean? So so shout out to Ricochet, man. That's a big. T- that's that's huge for you. Like Logan Paul's a big. Like imagine being Logan Paul, right? He has a larger following than the WWE by itself. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. on social media, at least in regards to that. In regard to that, and and Ricochet, he goes, I want to work with Ricochet, or whatever, whatever, however they came to the agreement. That that puts Ricochet in a huge, huge on a huge stage on a big platform because now the world's gonna know who the heck Ricochet is. Right. We know him as wrestling fans, but he's been flipping and flying for years. But now to be in that's a once again, that's a main event for you. So kudos to him, man. I I don't know if we'll get it, but like I said, it's something they've been teasing uh for SummerSlam. But then we have uh just, just another, another one of the things I wanted to mention before we get into the Judgment Day. It's the main event of our show. Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. Man, I, I wouldn't dare oh my gosh. sit here at this time of night as we record this and even try to get into all the nuances nah, about the situation. I quit. But we'll, <laughs> we'll keep it short and sweet and say Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns one on one, no bloodline. No right hand man, solo at bay. I mean, a very very emotional Jay Uso after Roman Reigns fake, uh, renounced his 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 tribal chief, uh, moniker and his family title and relinquished it to Jay Uso only to attack him and brutalize Jimmy. Later in the night, Jay Uso shows back up, not here to play any games. He took out Solo. Solo sitting there saying things like, "I'm not the little brother anymore," so he's got an attitude with his older brothers. Cause they not respecting him for who he is, and Jay Uso's like, I don't care about no brothers, no cousin, no nothing. Me and you in the ring one on one, so I can beat you. Beep. Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Are you guys buying it? Is that a big enough main event for SummerSlam for our undisputed Universal World WWE uh, National um, Champion of the World? He said National. Yeah, <laughs> I just, he, he, he's the champion of everything, brother. I had I had to put it all in there. Like Roman's is the king right now. Did y'all hit a pop for solo though? It's, it's crazy, ain't it? Hey, oh crazy, ain't it? I was like, oh, it's just and it's. I think it's just a testament to the performance. They're doing such an excellent job with See, what they're man. doing, man. It's just like, uh, look at this. The says that Roman needs four hundred twenty more ish days to beat Hulk Hogan. I don't think he's got another year some change in the man. You talk about almost a year, another what? I don't know. Three, man. six, nine, twelve, almost happen. another four months. It'll happen. I don't know, man. Because if if <laughs> when's Cody gonna ever finish his goddamn story? <laughs> Roman, I don't know. If Roman holds the title for another six months, but <laughs> Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns, man, are you guys buying this? Does Jay Uso really have a chance? I mean, think about it. This this it's a different ball game now. There is no bloodline, right? It's just. <sighs> It's just uh, it's it's a family feud. Let's call it what it is. It's a civil war. Jimmy Uso on one side, Solo on the other. The wise man in the middle, holding the straps. Uh, it clearly, uh, physically, Roman Reigns clearly outpowers Jay Uso. 
a thousand of sense, but man, I'm gonna tell you right now, the, the look on Jay Uso's face that I saw on Friday was the look of I've had enough desperation. Like he almost snapped, and I said, okay, he might mentally be in a space where he's able and ready to take on his cousin. He's always had a certain amount of respect for for Roman. It's because as they grew up, he was the older brother. In their culture, it doesn't matter like how to do siblings if you guys grew up together. That's how you guys are raised. And he was big cousin and he was always the alpha dog in the group, just mm-hmm. like Jimmy, Jimmy Uso with their twins. But Jimmy came out first. So he's considered the older brother. That's how right. it is in their culture. And the look I saw on that man's face, I said, man, he might be able to take Roman down the way he looked. But he pinned Roman once. Is, is it possible that he could pin Roman again? Not right now. Why is that? Tell us why. I just, hey, man, this story is going to continue <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a, a great match full of drama. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to get. And I, I don't I don't know when, he, when he's going to lose those titles, man. I really don't. I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening right now. Does it still annoy you that he carries around all three belts? Because I think that's just some straight gangster. I think it's, boss it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's I hilarious to me. Of course but the belt guy's going to like it. Keep in your mind yeah, right. the counter. I think they're doing yeah. that because they want you to keep in mind that's still a universal ticker. There you go. still a WWE ticker. So you yeah. know that we're still counting these days, and I, I'm gonna be honest, It's crazy because it's, it's like said, it's like it's like visually symbolic. Yes, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's crazy because what Roman said, I main evented before this. I was like, and he said, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask. I was like, it made you believe it. But I'm gonna go a little left field. I don't. I'm glad we got four more. It's four more weeks of SummerSlam, right? I believe so. It's not till August. Because August the fifth, I believe. Yeah. What he did to Jimmy wasn't mm-hmm. enough to keep him out of SummerSlam. I True. feel like it should have been a little bit more brutal to the fact that you know Jimmy couldn't come back. And it's Jay on his own fighting for him and Jimmy. Because right Jay, now... The man got beat in the head with a belt. What you talking about? So yeah, let's, talk about wrestling beat <laughs> let's talk about wrestling beatdowns, right? Let's talk about wrestling, wrestling beatdowns. Beat We've seen worse beatdowns where you're like, ain't no way hmm. this person's coming back. This beat that was a Jimmy, Jimmy will be back in a week or two, or he'll be right, right back at SummerSlam to be in his brother's corner to stop right. Solo from interfering. That's what that to me that wasn't enough beat down to be like, you know, he suffered this and you know Jay will be out of action for six to twelve months, or as a result he's out and you know it's not enough in that storyline. So right. I know it's going to be something extra because yes, I want to see Jay come to the ring at SummerSlam on his own. Across the ring from Roman and Solo and the Wise Man, and here comes what you call it. Here comes Jimmy to help him even the odds. You know what I mean? So I think that's the story we're going to get because who would have thought that SummerSlam would be main evented by a tag team specialist? That's I'm telling you, man. That's not in a tag team match. That's that's my that's my crazy part. Like. Who would have that's thought we're putting the Triple H dust? There you go. Because that's that dust, man. Dome, it mm-hmm. was a, okay, we ain't got nobody. Look, y'all two got to work together. Roman, we want to care about your health. You get in there with your cousin. Y'all do some things. My, mind you, you don't remember Jimmy was out with it. He was out legit with the knee injury. He was recovering from that surgery that he had. So yep. it was like, well, it was only going to be those types. <laughs> that's funny. I'm sorry. I didn't even laugh. Because it really was very select people come to the Thunderdome. Yeah, like, it, it was, was like. <laughs> it was a lot of people working at the time. And yeah. at the time, remember, I was saying, put Roman in a bubble. Why is this yeah. man even trying to? Tr- 
because he had just came back from battling his own Battle illness. Leukemia. Yeah, man. The world's got an illness. I was like, put that yeah. man in the bubble. If he, like, everybody's like, oh my God, he missed WrestleMania. The man just been battling <clears throat> leukemia. Yeah, it's let that man let live. Him stay home. Right. <clears throat> and so, who's safer to put him with then? Look, if I get sick, I'm going to kill you. Like, and that's what you try to do in the ring. But I'm just excited <laughs> to see. That's some I'm excited stuff. to see how this is going to play out because now here's the – I'm going to put a monkey wrench in it. Are we mm-hmm. going to see – we already know that's going to be the main event or is it going to be the main event? Hmm. That's the million-dollar question. What else? What else would... Seth. What's right. Seth going to be doing? What's Rhea going to be doing? And what's Charlotte, Bianca, and Oscar? There, there's no way in the world you main event SummerSlam and, ha- and don't have Roman Reigns. I was about to say, man, show, man. There's no, no way in the world. But I'm saying, you anybody close else. But here's the here's the here's the dangling of the curtain. Okay. You close it out. Jay pins him, or Jay gets disqualified. You still got a briefcase that you can play around with. Ah. Oh man. Oh, because man. the Judgment Day is so raw focused. What if I see? I see. I don't know, man. It's tough. Like I know they're going main event, but that's why I said, "What is Seth going to be doing?" What? That's because you notice he really don't have an attached feed right now. The SummerSlam card is pretty much laid out. We know the main event, but we need that strong opening match, or we need that strong middle of the card match too. And like one of the women matches can fill either one of those. But what do you do with Seth? You can't not have Seth, but you got that contract dangling because he on NXT now with his briefcase. Who's to say they're not gonna be in the same place? He don't tease something. Well, let's 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 talk about it, man, because that's kind of the main event of our show is man, is, is we were talking about as people are still coming into the chat. Thank you for joining us. I know it's late in the game, but the judgment day in their most recent dominance. It seems as if now that the uh it seems like ever since the bloodline split, the judgment day has just been on fire. Like they had been showing first of all, they just show up in NXT like causing problems. And 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 they, they called out Trick Williams, they called out uh, uh Carmelo Hayes, NXT current NXT champion. And I was like, Man, these like the judgment day is found a way to stay relevant, to stay dominant. And there's a little bit of dissension in the group that I think we're going to probably end up exploring a little bit more down the line. But at this, you also have the the most recent Money in the Bank contract winner, along with the Women's World Champion. It's a lot going on right now, okay? And they have managed to stay so relevant, so dominant for such a long period of time, and it makes you really wonder, like, man, but what? I don't think anybody saw this actually coming when it came to the Judgment Day, because when you look at the original. I guess inception of it, which didn't last long with Edge and Rhea and uh and and uh Damian Priest, man. You look at what the judgment day is now versus what it was, these guys and gal is absolutely dominant each week on TV. We say how many times do we see Rhea on TV? We see her backstage segments, we see her interrupted interviews, mm. we start saying and I'm like, man, this is and she's being booked as a star, not a women's wrestler, you know what I mean? Which I think is absolutely awesome. And you look at Damian Priest. A guy that's unfinished business, a guy that, that that helped carry Bad Bunny to one of the greatest matches again. That the select like him and him and Logan Paul keep fighting over who's gonna have the greatest celebrity match of all time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He gets the rub, wins money in the bank. Now, you know, that Finn's trying to fight the world heavyweight champion, loses, 
they try to help each other out. They interfere in matches, and there's a conflict of interest because the big dog, Damian Priest, holds that briefcase while Finn is still saying, no, I still want my, my hands at Seth Rollins. It's a lot to unpack here, but indeed you have freaking Dominic. Dominic has got to be the one of the biggest villains. It's it's just tradition that like he's on some Vicky Guerrero type stuff. As soon as he touches the mic and opens his mouth, I was people about to say that man can't even speak. Right. Bro, they go up another octave. They go up another octave. And they make sure to let you know that we're like I they like waiting, waiting like I dare you to say something, Dominic. And as soon as he opens his mouth, it's like massive booze. And it's like, like Rhea's getting cheered. Mm-hmm. And, she and definitely is getting cheered. Pass the mic to him, it's like we don't want to give us back. And that's what, like, with Rhea Ripley, and I'm going to just say this. I feel like they figured out the secret formula to her promos because they've gotten so good. When she was doing them long, drawn-out promos with Charlotte, when she was doing all those long, it was like, all right, Rhea, just show us that you can do it in the ring. But now it's like, give her the mic back. Okay, here's the the backstage segment. Like, especially when she took the mic and said, what you heard, this is Judgment Day business. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's on another, she's... I was, <laughs> she's on an I want to say another level because Rhea's always been good, but now I think she's showing her platform and she's just that good. She's a big deal, man, and she's the focal yes. point of the group a lot of times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So think about it. So, like in this situation, she's the peacekeeper, right? She she went out there. She first of all, she cut Finn's like, look, Finn, I know you mad. Hit me out. Whatever it is, we'll talk about it backstage. And it's the, the subtle things like her putting her hand over the mic. You know what I mean? She could have been still talking on the mic, saying what she had to say, but she purposely put her hand on the mic. She looks like a fan and did, but there's, you know, WWE's projector's so smart. They move up with the external mic on the actual camera. And she's like, look, I promise you, whatever it is, it's going to, we'll talk about it. And Finn's like, all right, it's on you. You better hope this goes well, because if not, it's going to be your fault, whatever the case may be. And I was like, man. And then once again, it's Rhea Ripley making it very clear. She's got beef with Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. She's like, yo, stay out of my business. Stay away. And I'm just like, man, she is all over the place. And people will say, okay, well, she's not wrestling and defending the title. It was like, well, you, you don't need to when you have somebody. She's in a, she's in a main event storyline, right? After she, is she a, got finished that match and EO looked at her and said, huh? Huh? I was like, I, I didn't know I wanted that match until EO was standing. I said, I still want EO and Oscar. But I was like, oh, I might actually want I might want that because they only had a triple threat. They didn't have the whole one on one. Yeah, right. And and they got a and they got they got a whole year to figure it out. Like she has that briefcase, and you don't know when she's going to strike. You know what I mean? And and Eo's such a polarizing, but she's a silent but strong character, right? So she's not a promo girl. She's not somebody that's like involved in these elaborate, you know, storylines. So it's like she can always lurk as long as she's in that ring. She has that briefcase. Anything is possible. Any point in time. You could be in any type of situation and her music hits and she's running down there with that briefcase. Even if she's coming to tire, she'll pick up a piece of trash. She's going to be alert. It's because she has that briefcase. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a big deal. But the Judgment Day, man, I just, I, I never in a million years that I would think that I would watch them. It's like you said, Raw is about the Judgment Day now. Like we, we watch the, uh, the bloodline be what it is. It's like, man, now it looks like we're kind of watching. The, the the judgment day be the same focal point in another meaningful story on Raw. Like now, like we we saw the dominance, right? Now we're seeing dissension. It's like it's it's like you watching a watching a movie, and there's these points where you go up and you go down. And it's like we watched we watched them come together. They get they get rid of the old head. We watched them stand with each other. We watched them rise. And now we're everybody's at the top. Rhea's at the top. Dom's at the top. Um, Dame's at the top. Finn is at the top, already at the top, top guy. But now there's jealousy in the mix because Damien is like, look, I'm I'm trying to capitalize on what's next. And then Finn's like, well, what does that even mean? 
It's not just like me, is it? Because if it's so, now you and I got a problem because the prince is still the prince. And I'm just like, man, this is unreal. It's crazy because I honestly want to see them with the tag belts to see how the dissension will work. Can you imagine that being another wrinkle? Because she definitely came in and he was like, what did Kevin Owens say? Nobody said your name while you're here or something like that. Oh, yeah. He said, yeah, he's he zaps every week. Like, what are you saying? Nobody called you. Nobody said your name. You you can't come to the interview if nobody called you. It's against the rules. (laughs) Yeah, because can you imagine if Finn and and Dom won the tag belts and they talk about free bird rules and then that's going to cause more dissension? That would be crazy. It's just another wrinkle. And I I, I just love that it's so many segments. That are meaningful now with the judgment day. Thank you. And, and that's and that's the, the the whole point. They're meaningful segments. They're not just like, hey, see you out there in the ring, chump. You know, <laughs> they 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 have it's like when you see them, they have a certain purpose. And it's like we're seeing that attention to detail being placed on their stories, 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 you know, etc. The same way we watch it with the bloodline. It's like you can tell this is a main event story. Like your show starts and ends with it. If Rhea Ripley comes out there in the beginning, you're going to see her in the middle. You're going to see her at the end. Not just because she's a champion, but because she's involved in stories that involve all these other people that are, you know, kind of kind of surrounding them. So like, you know, so the Judgment Day is burning bridges and making they, they showed up at NXT for goodness sake. Like, can we come pause on. for a second? Because I means. didn't realize her shirt said mommy's always on top. I didn't realize that's what her shirt was saying. Wow. Ha! That's a little stiff, isn't it? That's hoof, man. It just, that's what we're doing. Now, huh? is, is that sold? Is that sold in the shop? Yeah, it's on WWE shop because I was going to say shout out to that <laughs> shop. That shirt that looked like Funko Pop slash little cartoon. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And Rhea Ripley's shirt came up first and it said, Mommy's always on top. It's that's what the, she said. The, 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 Man, the innuendo, I'll tell you right there. <laughs> the double double entendre for whatever the heck they call it. Why are you still I coming believe, in? Look, she probably is selling out them shirts. I would not be surprised. The Judgment Day is probably now the most over group in professional wrestling. Wouldn't you guys say so? Now the bloodline is kind of having a civil war. It's I think they are, the, they are the must-see thing on Raw. I just I don't think it's any any other factions in any of the promotion that people are saying. Oh no, I need to see like 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 Blackpool is really really good. Don't get me wrong, but Judgment uh, Day's on a different level. Right. I think it's the Rhea Ripley aspect of her being the world champion. Definitely a different. Her being the, like they don't have a de facto leader, but she clearly is the figurehead of those three. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right. Handle yeah, yeah. her own, handle her business on her own. You know, every time, but then she's still handling the Judgment Day business. Mm-hmm. And you gotta get it, dirty. You gotta give Dirty Dumb his props too, bro. Oh yeah, man, not, he is doing amazing. His outfits are getting worse. You notice that his right. outfits, bro. Are more I think he's doing it on purpose. He, he like, has he's to doing be it on purpose, yo. Like, what was up with the bulletproof? I mean, the bullet thing he was wearing, hey. bro. I was like, what was the purpose of that? And then I, he had the cow, the cow boots on, not the cowboy, but the cow. I said, with the I said, on him. Yes, I said, this man is. He's, he's feeding to it. Yeah. Now, 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 were you guys on that train that Brian H was on that was kind of calling for Dom's heel turn? I, well, first of all, I didn't care for Dom at all at first. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't okay. have a feeling about him. But I mean, once he, he made that hit, bland. yeah, once he made that heel turn, I was like, oh, this is something different. We got he got a little flavor to him now. So it's like mm-hmm. that's exactly I'm the word, too, brother. He got I'm a little flavor it. to him. Yeah, I'm with it now. So I mean, and see, I, I don't. Was with- he was too cheesy was as, a, as a face. 
Yeah, and I was like, he needed something to go like, and it, I was I was the person that said I needed him to have his own identity because he was Ray Mysterio's son. Mm-hmm. We didn't know who Dominic was, especially even with the six one nine finisher. I wanted right, right. I wanted to know who Dominic was, not Dominic Mysterio. I want to know what he was because he came in hot with the Seth match, but that's because yeah. him and Seth, you know that match, and it was like, all right, you made him a heel. He's coming into his own now, and. It, this Dirty Dom thing made me a uh, okay. I'm okay with this because Dirty yeah. Dom is hilarious. It was better than Dom Dom. So when she called him Dirty Dom, I was like, wow. That's she got it. She got it on her face and everything. <laughs> Bro, they, they they've got so many freaking t-shirts. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I go there. I said, I said, yo, why do they got so many different t-shirts? Like they they are they're on fire right now. They dropped like four um, of them last night. That's what I said. Oh, well, two, oh, two nights ago. Straight looking like purple dragons from Static Shock. <laughs> That's right. The guys get that reference. The brothers know exactly oh what I'm gosh. talking about. Yes. <laughs> bang Straight babies. Uh, right, right. <laughs> bang babies. Bang babies. As I got this purple light, I look like I'm part of the purple dragons too. Right. And it just goes in the mix too. So we got purple dragons. Don't worry, you'll explain it on round after dark. Yeah, please <laughs> do. You'll go down a rabbit hole and you'll hate me anymore. Right. There you go. Right. Brother, he'd be trying to live in peace until he opened up to a whole different world. And it's man. like, oh, shoot. It started like, with, why did I do this? It started was, with Power Rangers, man. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you. But he said, Lord Dragon, wait a minute. I said, oh, he's down that old. Yep. Keep going. Call me back later. Call me back later. <laughs> he said, nah, just, bro, you're going to be occupied for a while there, brother. Right. Go ahead and figure, said, go ahead and finish that out. I even offered to bring him the comic book. I said, do you want to bring him the comic book? He did. I said, nope. I remember that, yep. I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. Oh yeah, you won't get anything done. But uh Yeah, you were literally in the house. Remember he said he was in the house bitch watching Netflix that time. <laughs> I didn't need the house for three days. <laughs> what was it? What was it that you were watching? It was uh it was Voltron. It was Ultra, Voltron, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You didn't leave the house for three days. <laughs> I didn't, man. I didn't. He cursed me out. I, didn't. I can't believe it. He said I got up to do something. I went back to watch it. I sent him a nice long text message, like, bro, don't do that again. Like it's yes, trust man. me, trust me. It, Brother Brandon has not scratched the surface, but like I say, we'll we'll say that for Rum after the dark. But brothers, we got through it. Uh, shout out to Brian H. Water, who should be back next week for our Wrestling Rum Now podcast party. The number but, one go. There we go. Yep. So definitely follow us on all social media platforms at Wrestling Rum. Subscribe to our Patreon, Twitch, YouTube at mm-hmm. the Wrestling Rum. So stay, stay, stay close to the to the TV. Stay close to the social media, ladies and gentlemen, because we are like I said, we're still on this road to SummerSlam. And tonight we just wanted to kind of tackle some of these things that, that they've been kind of teasing these potential matchups. So uh, definitely leave leave comments about your potential matchups that you see uh, in, in the comments section. We'll definitely try to take a look at them and respond to them as soon as possible. We want to thank you for everybody that came out and hung, hung with us tonight. I know we're still burning the midnight oil. Mm-hmm. Going a little bit late, man. It was a longer show, man. But this is this is kind of what we do. We like to have these type of conversations, and we like to have you involved as well. So if you're involved and you have questions, please reach out to us at Russ and Rum on Twitter. I believe that's uh and and we 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 respond mostly on there. If you have any questions or any inquiries, um, yeah, hit us hit us right. definitely hit us up at Russ and Rum at gmail.com. and you know we'll definitely get to it if you want to be a part of the show and kind of have your question featured by all means, man. Thank you, uh, the casual Russ. I appreciate you, good brother. See that? This is what this is what it's about, right there. See that? Yeah, it is good there show, brother. That's what I'm saying. We appreciate you, man, and yeah, we, we appreciate made it you. The whole show without no, he, no, you did. 
No, you didn't. Because th- at the beginning of the show, he was he was he was, he was, he was, he was thinking I wasn't paying attention, but I saw him. He waits till I'm like in middle of the the rundown or like the you know logistics, yeah. and then he just starts doing it. That's okay though, because make I, make sure y'all make sure y'all y'all support my the good brother up there, Dwayne Allen, right here. Get you all t shirts. You know what I mean? Fresh if, stuff going on right here. New exclusive things going. If you got an attitude about life it and is. you feel like you have Preach. not gotten your just due. My advice to you is to take respect, defy adversity. That's right. If respect, if they don't give you the respect that you know you've earned, just take it. Just take you got to go up. You got to go above the call of duty. You got to do something to make them respect you. Take respect, defy adversity. Yes, Thank sir. you, Brother Rods. Thank you for that. Thank you. Where can they find that? Where's the, where's the, um, where can you find that shirt? I don't know where to get that from. You can find it at trdabrand.com. Now, the problem is they've all sold out. <laughs> but they're. <laughs> I guess that's but... a good thing, though. But no, you can it, it, your... it is. What? You can follow it to figure. You can follow it to check out what? I'm sorry. I'm trying to take notes here. No, no, it's fine. It's on. That's listening. trdabrand.com. You can follow it. Nope, just one brand. B, one brand. Okay, brand. Yep. Okay. Yep, com. You can gotcha. also follow TRDA Brand on Twitter and Instagram. That's yes, right. Wait, wait, that that's the fastest place. And on Facebook, you can stay up to date on new drops. Yes, there is going to be a summer restock of these uh the snapbacks as well as Ooh, the t-shirts. The snapback. Okay. And guess what? Oh. Coming, 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 coming this winter, we're gonna uh, probably drop the hoodies and start getting into the crew next and casually dropping new pieces uh, going into the fall. Winter, um, yes, sir. Twenty three seasons. So yeah, all I step. all I hear is a photo shoot. That's all I hear. Oh no, it's definitely coming. It's definitely coming. <laughs> so uh, it's it's gonna be fun. So I appreciate you, good brothers, always. Uh, you know, supporting. But like I said, TRDA. That's what I stand for. Take respect to fight adversity. Remember that. If you got a problem in life, if people are not respecting you, if they're not giving you the credit you deserve, take respect to fight adversity. How do you take respect? You got to defy adversity. And trust me, you earned it. You deserve it. Take it. Defy it. Do your thing. Amen. On that, on that note, before Brandon starts trolling me again and uh, looking at the belt, I saw it is. I saw him. <laughs> catch, us, catch us next week as we will, like I said, we have our Wrestling Rum Now podcast party. Hopefully, I will have my title by then. You never know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But guess, but guess what? I have something that belongs to Brother Brandon too. That's right, Ooh. and it's it's going to be even exchange. My my title has been held up for ransom for far too long, and hopefully by next week, who knows? I may have it. It may I'll not. Get my intergalactic belt back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's inter as the wrestler because that thing is massive. Into intergalactic championship. Huge. He's the champion of the of the galaxy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but definitely join us next week. We thank you for watching. We thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm not sure when the podcast version of this will be up. It's because Brian H is busy. So <laughs> whatever he is. <laughs> Whenever he gets oh, look situated, who joined in. look who joined in at the last minute. Oh man, we about to sign off. Oh man, dude, look at that. We appreciate you joining us, man. We were just we were just wrapping up, man. Time from the broadcast, man. We definitely appreciate you jumping in, man. Go back and yes, watch sir. it back. Um, like I said, while the build already had out, but like I said, follow thank us you for- on Twitter and leave your comments on Twitter. We will respond. Please, please. That's that's where it's at, man. Like I said, that's your way to be a part of the goddamn show. Yep. Hit us up on Twitter. Ask us whatever you want. We will address it. If if you if you tag it, put your name in it, send it to us. We'll address the show. We'll start answering. We'll start maybe we'll, if, we, if we get enough, we can start we'll start doing a full-blown QA on the show. 
and then we can kind of answer the questions of the fans. Like I said, it's all about engagement. It's all about you all that enjoy the conversation with us. We're gonna have this conversation whether we record the show or not. So we love it. Love we love the. I'm this. always up to talk about a belt. Come on now, championship culture. YouTube.com/slash wrestling realm. Check out the playlist. Championship culture. So much more coming to you. Subscribe to our Patreon. We'll see you at SummerSlam. Peace. <laughs> Water. Houston, we have a problem. Yes!